And we're here. We are happy. Welcome, everyone, to yet another video game podcast where nothing is wrong at all in the video game industry, and we can all just safely be happy here in the safe space and ignore the fires outside of the walls of our society. God, right? Gosh, it is such a good time right now to be a fan of specifically video games and wrestling. The fact that I have these two things to fall back on right now is incredible. Absolutely nothing is going wrong right now. I feel at peace. I feel safe. I feel the most secured in a job I could possibly ever be. And just like... uh, Imagine if you were trying to get into the video games industry, say like mid 2010s, like if you course corrected there and did something else, you got to be kicking yourself right now. I mean, the only thing more stable than being in the video games industry right now would be pivoting hard into being a YouTuber. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's so nice that after such a great year of 2023, we can be rest assured that 2024 will be just as good in every way. And Piers camera has died. (laughs) Not that. Not that. That's that's a myth. That's a lie. It it had it had a fun prank right there. Everything's great. It's just fun pranks all around. It's okay. It's okay. It may be a little temperamental, but she's okay. All right. She's she's just very delicate today. <laughs> Welcome everybody to Design Dorks, where us chuckleheads are going to talk about all of the games that we've played, all of the news stories that have come out, and just whatever random things else that is on our minds. I exactly. Am- So please sit back, relax, enjoy an entirety of cringe. I was yes anding you, honey. (laughs) We've been at this for what two years? You you could you could learn to just like learn to take a little. Have have a little spoonful there. That's that's fair. That's fair. We don't need to introduce ourselves. People that are watching this already know who we are. If you are just following us, how? Why? Yeah. And what else can we do? We thank you. We appreciate it. We have memberships available for our channels. Those would be great. Indeed, indeed, indeed. Check out. Do we have any? We don't have anything else. That that that's that's literally it. I have Patreon. <laughs> All right, you do. You do. Check I out Patreon. Design, you, you... Designing Force Design... Patreon. <laughs> exactly. I'll get. There'll be things there. Stuff and things. Right now, you can, like, listen to audio about Conquer the Squirrel. Maybe a script about Mike Hagar, if I remembered to put it up. Who knows? Is that video coming up? I don't know. It looks like it's going to cost more than it will make. Oh, it's always the best. Just like, yeah, I'm going to commission a thumbnail for this. It's probably going to cost more than the entire video. But that's fine. That's fine. That's the struggle, isn't it? (laughs) Uh... That's a good question, actually, in the chat, because it's a new year. Are, are we even going to bother with a bet this year? It's it's. I'm so tired. You want one with no like stakes? It's, so, it's more trouble than it's worth, and you haven't even it, gotten the results of the first bet. I gave you what you needed. That's true. I, I have received the results. Y- you have bet. received what that you needed. I didn't promise anything to anyone else. <laughs> I'm a pure soul unstained by sin. (laughs) 
Uh, that said, if if you want to take a wager, is there an Xbox in 2025? Oh, <laughs> oh, that's topical. Are we talking like a physical console or the company at large? Because the company at large. I'm talking. No, no, no. I'm talking the physical. I'm talking like, are we on our last Xbox? Gosh. That. And let, let, let me say, will it be confirmed that this is our last Xbox, not counting like a legacy console or a an improvement? Will it be confirmed that Xbox's next move is not another Xbox? I, oh gosh, because I could see them doing some weird shit of just like, here's this secondary, like, half console thing that'll stream to other devices. I could also see them uh, not just straight up not admitting it at first. Like, I could see them, like, kind of half promising that nothing bad's going to happen, but then two years down the line, once the, God, I don't even know what the current Xbox is. The, the names that's the series x are you sure <laughs> yes okay because i remember it's different than the xbox one s which is different than the xbox series s and the series x and the xbox one x and it's just, honestly it's just a series of wii u naming schemes no it's worse <laughs> <laughs> i am going to say uh, no just, just just to make this a little spicier, just because I can't see them... I, I, I see it being more of a gradual escape from it. Like, maybe they go for a digital-only thing first and then cut it out all the way. Just because cutting cold turkey in the industry rarely goes well. Okay, okay. Um, That'd be my... Spicier point. bit to that. Spicier bit to that. Okay. Phil Spencer still has his job at the end of the year. No. I, that one, no. <laughs> With how that company's been doing, I, it's, it's, he's, I'm surprised he's lasted as long as he has. Like, I like the guy, but so many of the, like, what has worked for Microsoft in the last decade? Oh, last decade, that's hard. Uh, sea of Thieves. Okay, that's one. Got anything? That's it. I I cleared the quota. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Do you think you'll be? What about, what's your stance on both topics? Uh, no, I think Phil's gone. I really think he's gone. As for the others, um. It would be embarrassing for me to take a stance and then immediately be wrong again the following week for the second year in a row. <laughs> because Xbox is announcing the future of Xbox next week. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's so I think with that in mind, I'm going to have to say, yes, there's going to be more Xbox content on the way. Stay strong. Believe we're going to finish the fight, fellas. Oh. <laughs> uh. Gosh, it, it's it, it, I, we're kind of talking about the news story beforehand, but I, we might as well. It sucks oh. because I feel like 
let's say Xbox does go under, that's just across the board bad for the industry. Like, having that kind of a monopolized, higher-tier console for PlayStation, I can't see that ending well. If you think that consoles matter still, okay. It's, it's more having one singular publisher, having just full control over decisions being made in that corner of the market. Oh, like you how, mean Nintendo? Yeah. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I, I feel like that's an easy way of just, like, game prices going up to 80 or 90 or whatever. Uh, because that isn't already the case. Yes, but it's going to come quicker now. No, it was coming quicker already. If you've seen any Sony financial meeting, that's the idea. Xbox doesn't need to die for that reality to happen. Admittedly, I have not kept up much with Sony financial meetings. All right. Yeah, you're missing out. (laughs) It's such a wonderful time. You go down to the bar. They go, hey, how was the last Sony financial meeting? And they go, do you remember Jack and Daxter? I go, yeah, I don't like those games. And they go, oh, and that's why I haven't had a date anyway. (laughs) Yeah, super topical. Anywho, what you been playing lately? Put some, put some positive vibes into this mix. Oh yeah, let's put some video games in. Um, played a bunch of little things. Um, as usual, just going through Mario parties with friend groups. Um, those are still fun. Um, I am targeted and bullied constantly, and it is unfair. And prejudiced against me. And I I'll know. I, I, I feel persecuted. I'm suffering. I still win, obviously. <laughs> like, it's not that hard to win in, in spite of a 3v1 disadvantage. Mm. However, it is a little bit mean and a little bit hurtful. I give them all excellent advice. I tell them how to handle their financials. And I'm right. And they hate that I'm right. And they know that I'm right. I look up things for them. I tell them when the magic lamp spawns in the shop. Uh, God, I still love Mario Party 2. Admittedly, the gap between 2 and 3 is closer than I thought it was. Because I'm coming around a lot more on 3's item design in general. Whereas I thought it was too overpowered, but now I'm feeling the levels of counterplay that is there and developing that better. So as opposed to the wild swings I would use to win games. So I do feel that there is some balance there. I love two's mini games, though. Two's mini games. Uh, There's a reason they constantly come back. Exactly. I, I don't care if you're a fan of three's mini games. It doesn't matter that you like them. You're wrong. Two doesn't have the beat goes on. <laughs> yes. That means it's the best one. <laughs> the ability to avoid the beat goes on is a Hail Mary in this world. Um, also got the chance to play Donkey Kong Land 2, which may surprise you. I have never played Donkey Kong Land 2 before last month. Remind me, that's the GBA version of Country? That's the Game Boy... Oh, Game Boy Actual. Game Boy Actual. Blank version of Country 2. 
Um, yes, uh, this is a reimagining of uh, Donkey Kong Country 2. It's same assets, same worlds and such, uh, shrunken down a bit, uh, compensated to fit into the Game Boy screen, and uh, level layouts have been completely changed. So even if a uh, level has the same sort of gimmick, the same sort of placement in its world, the actual layout is almost usually almost entirely different. Interesting. Um, I historically do not like Donkey Kong Land 1. I think that it is a messy game. I think it's very hard to see anything on the screen, especially in its original version. I feel like a lot of technical compensation went into trying to make it function and proving that it could work, and then making a playable video game was a secondary concern. But I do like its... I like its lore implications. I like the fact that they go to Big Ape City. But uh, DKL2 is very much a regular uh, transport. You could call it like a demake of DKC2. I'm amazed that they got the momentum right. Really? I've always been curious about that with these GB games, because I feel like it would just feel like a lesser version to play. So is the gameplay kind of one-to-one then? it's not one-to-one there is a little bit of uh clunkiness to it uh dkc2 is a lot smoother of getting out of binary states like running Mm -hmm. like you would just stop on a dime because the game boy is like oh you've stopped running okay you're done (laughs) but the fact that they managed to get the running momentum right and the fact that they are compensating for the smaller screen space which is still an issue but is less of an issue than say a sonic game <laughs> is Low bar, is good sure. yeah people like sonic games shut up there are at least three good sonic games in the world yeah at least at least sure at least and one of them is dr robotnik's mean bean machine but in any case, uh, yeah, I only got to play it for an hour. It's just available at like a little Super Game Boy player that they had available as I was passing by. Stopped by, plopped down for about an hour, got um, to about the third boss. And it was an enjoyable time. It's it's fun to see how they compensate for level gimmicks that couldn't possibly translate into the Game Boy space. Like uh, Slime Climb, which is that one where there's the fish in the water and the uh, water slowly rising up the uh, oh, yeah, broken yeah, masts yeah. of a ship. Um, they can't do the fish. That's way too many sprites. So it's just death water that hates you. But you can swim in it after you take damage. It, you will just die if you touch it. Interesting. All right. And thoroughly different level layout, different bonus placement. Flow of it works really well. Yeah, I'm I'm surprised at how much I ended up enjoying it. I'm watching gameplay now, and I saw, like, Dixie Kong just pick up several cannonballs and throw them, and it looked just as fluid as the SNES version, which is really impressive. Yeah. The the movement here is good, and I didn't expect that. I, like, hit the jump arc, and I went, it's different, but I don't hate it. Nice. Glad to hear it. 
Alrighty, and I had one more little game, and that was Pokemon Puzzle Challenge for the Game Boy Color. Because uh, this is a mini version of Pokemon Puzzle League. However, it is spiced specifically with Gen 2 flavor. So instead of doing the anime voices and anime whatever, you are gold and you are going around beating up the Johto Gym leaders in Tetris Attack. And you get really neat remixes of like all the town themes. Like I didn't expect Goldenrod City to be an upbeat bop, but I really enjoyed it. Nice, all right. Uh, really fun, really cute. The game actually has a really cute replay value system where you start with the Johto starters, and then every time that you, like, do an achievement in the game, like, say, you beat this trainer in under 30 seconds, or you get a 10 combo, um, a challenge trainer shows up, and they're like, I'm gonna beat you, go, this is Buff. Go beat him up, Buff." Because it's the Gelman Sprite. So I, I just imagine him with a thick mustache. Oh, I love my Eggly Buff. Oh, go on, kick the shit out of puzzles. And then you beat him, and he's like, Oh, no. You beat my Eggly Buff. Here, have him. He deserves to be a hero. So you just Team Rocket Pokemon away from people for beating challenges like it's Smash Brothers character unlocks? Uh-huh. I'm like, that, that's cool. That's a good way to get progress, especially because the game was piss easy for me. I imagine that any sort of just Tetris Attack styled game is going to be a cakewalk for you going through it. We'll get there. We'll get there. Oh, okay. But, um, but yeah, there were neat little things. There was a special garbage clear mode where the game simulates garbage raining down on you and you having to react. And there's actually a really tight, like, one million point requirement to unlock Magby through that. And, like, on my first attempt, it took me about 30 minutes and I got less than halfway there. Oh, God. Okay. So, I'm like, oh. Oh, this is for the real freaks. Good. Um, it's not as good because you only have eight rows to deal with rather than 11. And that just means that your overall potential for swinging, for comebacks, etc., etc., is significantly lower. And also because they can't uh, simulate a 1v1 battle in this, they have you essentially have to clear a certain point threshold while your opponent just rains garbage down on you occasionally. So it, you don't quite get the same sort of back and forth. You don't get the hey, hey, gotcha of it. And it's overall inherently and literally more shallow than Tetris Attack and Pokemon Puzzle League is. But it's really cute, and I'm glad that they made it. Yeah. Seems like a very charming time. Yeah. And those are the little baby games I play. I got more, but I'm going to let you talk now. Okay, I have not had the time to play much last month. I did dip my toes into a few things. For one, I wanted to at least check out the new Prince of Persia game. Because I'm very fond of the original. And I wanted to see what kind of spiritual successful reboot this was going to be. 
Oh yeah, it's the Rayman Legends team, isn't it? Yes, which again, that's I know it's Ubisoft, but apart from that, it's a screen flags, screen flags. And from the little that I've played, which is really just the tutorial segments, I think it's pretty good. Uh, it costs thirty dollars, nice. and you can you can tell there is a bit of a uh, I want to say a lack of polish, but just a kind of vibe that this is maybe a. Uh, I don't know, a generation or two behind, just in terms of... Oh, no, no, no. It it, it has that uh, Xbox Live Arcade feel That's to it. it. That's a good way of putting it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but co the combat feels very snappy. I love the parry system. Got this nice little... Uh, you can, like, dash and kick people up to start, like, these aerial, like, Devil May Cry combos, which is really fun. Mm -hmm. And the bosses are sick. I've only fought one of them, but... I did see I, a friend linked me to like this archer boss fight. And I'm like, oh, that's cool. And they're doing cool things with the camera. And this would be awesome if they had a budget. <laughs> Indeed. I don't know. I, I love the I love the setting. I love the mythology that they're showing off here. You don't get to see much of that. Mm -hmm. Right. And just the dual wielding sword gameplay. It just it feels nice. It's very snappy. You don't get much of that in a Metroidvania game where it's more of a kind of an action combat super slicey thing with thing about right it's good. it feels like a nice progression for the prince of persia series can't say much about like story or characters at all it's just kind of just kind of there but once a good time honestly from the look of this game that's yeah that that looks like it would be the case uh how do they implement timey wimey bullshit because I feel like that has to be a part of Prince of Persia at this point. I haven't gotten far enough to experience much timey-wimey bullshit, but I think it's there. Not 100% sure. Okay. Uh, maybe something for a future episode. I do not currently know. Okay. Yeah. Good enough that I uh, want to keep going. Uh, apart from that... There was a uh, open beta early access thingamajig for Stormgate. Stormgate being the uh, uh, StarCraft, Warcraft, RTS spiritual successor. Okay, yeah. It is coming out as soon as... Gosh, I had to get rid of Adblock because it was... I think YouTube's fucking over the upload rates for people that have it because my the issues have gone away since i got turned off but now i have to like wait 30 seconds for ads before i can show footage on the screen oh clear your cache clear your cache with that block that that usually fixes it nine times out of ten okay okay uh but i i really liked what i appreciate what i experienced of the game uh very much still early access like there's a couple of places where there's just unfinished textures or animations that aren't done things like that but the base core gameplay is a very nice blend of well starcraft and warcraft clearly taking a lot of the best ideas from both you can very clearly see that these are the guys that made both of them mm-hmm they, they take a lot of the, uh, what you'd expect from, like, traditional RTS factions. Like, there's the Infernals, which were just Zerg. You got the Vanguards, which were just Terran. But they mm -hmm. mix and match them in very nice ways. Like, you have the Zerg swarmy kind of deals, but they've also got really chunky units that can, like, sacrifice themselves to create lots of smaller units. You've got, like... Oh, gosh. They, they change up how... Uh, 
area damage works like you know like siege tanks and starcraft you got like a few yes yes set up tunneling kind of bases they're changing it up so that most things like that have like area of effect bubbles that you can dodge around which really okay. increases the uh, um skill floor kind of almost age of empires like you can micro around the onager shots which is very very cool mm-hmm. and they bring in uh, the uh kind of a top bar sort of deal from games like age of mythology or the co-op of starcraft 2 so you to, to explain that, you have, like, various little abilities along the top that you can just, like, summon down. Like, here's a little turret that will create this infernal fog that will give your units, like, a little passive secondary health bar. Or just, like, here's this thing that will increase the damage of all your workers in case you uh, get rushed. Just little, like, little global abilities like that that really increase the both macro and micro of the game in interesting ways. Oh, I see. So uh, it's not for me because (laughs) that requires way too many brain cells. There is a very nice, well, they claim there's a very nice focus on 3v3 specifically. So lots of abilities that can help your allies at compositions that are directly tied to helping each other. Oh, wow. It's really not for me. I'm just saying that maybe you can, like, carry through it. Like, me and Tarv can, like, just hook under one of your arms and bull rush to victory. No, you can't. I can only focus on me. (laughs) If you are here, I will accidentally get you in a Lich's Death and Decay AoE. And you will just (laughs) die. And you'll be like, why are you playing Lich or Undead at all? And I'm like, because they're cool. Do you see these towers? They cause slow. You just fill up a bunch of meat wagons with corpses, do the necromancer thing, and just watch. And just put down the controller and just watch. No, no, no. More ziggurats. That's all we need. More ziggurats all around. Increase the blight level. If you can't make it a tower defense, then why bother? You make a very strong point. I understand. I understand. Blind cast death and decay directly into the base. Ignore everything else. And then just jungle. Eventually, yeah. something will happen. <laughs> uh, but, but yeah, I, I, I'm enjoying this game a lot. I really hope that it's polished up a bit more, but good first impression. It, it's an RTS, it will be. Uh, what else I got? What else I got? Ooh. You know when he says ooh like that, he's going to start talking about Middle Earth. (laughs) I mean, you're not wrong. You're not wrong. There is a a game from my childhood called Lord of the Rings Warrior from Middle Earth. It was a plug-and-play game. Oh, I suddenly care so much more. No, I I know, I know. Which I know, a lot of red flags with that. No, 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 no. The, unironically, I care so much oh, more. Really, really. Okay. No, okay. tell tell me about plug and play bullshit. I love plug and play bullshit. So, so this is a game that I think was originally made as a Star Wars game, and then just quickly retextured into something Lord of the Rings. Because there's a lot of like, okay, you can hit arrows and they'll bounce back at the orcs that fired them. Mm-hmm. But this is quite unironically the best, like, motion-controlled sword combat I've ever played in anything outside of, like, a VR Beat Saber setting. Okay. (laughs) And this is, like, 
20 years old? Something like that? Twice as old as Skyward Sword? Well, that's it, not a hard, high bar to clear. Fair enough, fair enough. It's only a sword about, like, this big. But you, it has a very nice, like, you actually have to fully swing across to get a real heft to it. Sound, the sound design is crunchy as hell. And they had created this really weird, um... I, I think this was made before Return of the King came out. So you get, like, a lot of this, the, like, the trailer footage stuff that you'd expect. But then you just have mm -hmm. Shelob, which is just a basic-ass spider. Just, like, almost PNG. It's like, okay, we can make the legs move a little bit, but that's it. That's great. Like, I want this. I want this in my life. It, it has this really fun, like fighting game inputs for better lack of a better term for it where you actually have to like swing the sword in various ways just to create like two diagonals oh my god is like a spinning axe across the you game. have never sold me harder on any of your lord of the rings bullshit than this right now <laughs> if you like walk to the side and then swing left you'll fire off a fireball i love this so much oh my god it's it's some hilarious like it's it's cheaply made, but in a way that's extremely well done. You're like you'll have this weird boss fight where it's just when you're trying when um hold on when Gandalf is trying to get Saruman's influence out of Thea, the King of Rohan, you'll have an mm -hmm. actual boss fight where it's a like phantom Saruman head who's holding a palantir in either hand, and both hands are just spinning wildly around his head and you have to slice between the hands because if you hit a palantir you'll you're telling me up. this game has a good hands boss it has it has one of the best hands bosses i've seen in any video <laughs> game let's go it actually takes some skill yeah you you'll only he'll pause every now and then to attack and that's when you swing through the orbs so as the boss fight continues on the uh, time period for when you between when he freezes and when he attacks gets faster and faster and faster so you have to have really fast reflexes and it feels oh, amazing so to master this sounds like this should have been the final boss five star fox adventures like by far you know, like on ironically absolutely <laughs> that would no 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 a fantastic star fox boss battle Uh, but like the, I, I love this game so much. My original version had broken like years and years ago because plug and play games just don't last very long. But for this mm -hmm. Christmas, my sister somehow found an unopened box, so it's just oh. been a wonderful, just like revisiting childhood nostalgia. That's a good sister. She's the best. Oh my god. And just gosh, some of some of the hardest boss fights I've ever fought in a video game. Like you go against the Lich King, and he'll just have like screen-wide peppers of projectiles so you have to hold your sword up and, like, like, I you have points where you're, like, holding the sword with both hands and just twisting it around trying to quickly block every projectile heading towards you, and that feels amazing to master. But, yeah. You're selling this game way too hard. It's a fantastic game. I would, if you can somehow find a copy of this, it is one of the best plug-and-play games I think has ever been made. This is the Star Wars one, made by the same people, like, kind of the same system, but like it, it, it feels crunchy, and you feel like a god if you master it. Uh, do I, do I need a CRT for it? Uh, yes. Well, well, no, okay. no, 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 no. It's it's just a uh, 
like a yellow, white, red outlet. As long as you have yes, that, yes. it'll yeah. work. All right. Okay. But yeah, good game. Surprisingly good game. In my top 100. I love it. And then, did I have any other small ones? Yes. Uh, because we did the XCOM streams. Last you did. Month. You did do that. That was actually a lot of fun. Like, I, I already was really enjoying the concept of it and just seeing people submit their characters. But, like, unironically, that's a really funny way to play a game like that. Just no, it, I can't believe submits. you wouldn't pick mine. Okay, yours specifically, I haven't picked because I thought it would be hilarious if I made him one of the psychic soldiers, and you don't unlock those until later. That is what I was hoping to hear. My nepotism is filled. Continue. Okay, okay. But for, for, first off, just having someone submit, like, the Clash of Clans Barbarian as a character... And just kind of mm -hmm. resigning myself to the inevitable and just being like, okay, well, he's, I'm going to hit the melee button every time. And he's just going to hit the closest thing to him. And to actually mm -hmm. have him survive despite <laughs> the stupid planning. Like, you just don't get that one playing the game regularly. It was glorious. It knows. The game has a soul and reacts to you. It, it, it's just, I, I love that kind of audience interaction of just having that kind of outside influence. Just giving the characters a little bit more of a soul to get invested in. Who is James, James, James? James, James, James. Oh, the, the alien from an outworldly planet where they're all named James. Last of his kind came to Earth trying to defend the common cause. Just, just picture like a grilling beer uncle. It's also an action movie star. You know who James 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 is. Fantastic character. I, I, I'm so upset he died. I'm just imagining Carl from Aqua Teen Hunger Force <laughs> with a gun. No, yeah, you're, you're pretty much all the way there. And then on top of that, I've also been, like, I was using it as an excuse to try out something called the Long War mod, which I know is okay. like, the best way to play XCOM 2. I've just never experienced it before. Mm -hmm. And holy shit, that's actually a fantastic expansion of the base games. I love when you can pick up a mod and it just feels like you're playing just a sequel or a an official add-on to the experience. Because it makes it so that instead of like having these set missions where you'll have like, there's like nine aliens on the map and once you beat them you're fine. It mm -hmm. creates a setting where aliens will constantly reinforce their strongholds as time passes and the longer that time passes the more and more like opposition can uh, respond to you so it creates right. much more guerrilla, guerrilla warfare tactics kind of deal we have to get in and get out really quickly and just and kind of learning that like via, via mistakes of sticking around too long was like a legitimately horrifying just oh man i i want to how do, I, how, do I, how do I even put this into words? Just that kind of... The dawning horror of the power of the force that you're trying to... Overthrow. Mm -hmm. And the realization of just, like, we gotta change our tactics. Like, like be, almost be in the, the shoes of the commander. Like, you're actually there. I just, I don't know, it, it blew my immersion through the roof. I'm having a hard time wording this. But the point is, it's good. It's really good. Do you give all the characters funny voices? 
do you do you tell your action figures and whisper in their ear how much you love them? Yes, yes, I do. Good, good. That's how it should be. I've seen viewers like writing like diary entries for their characters, reacting to how their characters would react as they're being played. This is the good shit. Oh yes. Right? Oh my god. I. I, I think the run's already screwed. Like, half the people have died. But gosh, it's so much fun, and I will probably lower the difficulty down for an inevitable second run, but like, I'm gonna keep doing this. It's so much fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that's all my smaller stuff. What's your, what's your more chunkier things to talk about? Alrighty. I got two chunky things, and then two chunky things. So. Let's go with it. Um, I've been playing a game that I recently dropped after about 27 hours invested. Oh, and that that's hard to do. Uh, The reason is because I am too stupid to beat it and it is causing me anxiety. Oh, (laughs) and that is a game called Void Stranger. Um, When you look at this game, awesome, awesome color palette, just this old Game Boy, Game Boy color sort of style to it fantastic music um it's got that sort of uh piecing together the story it it feels very indie sort of like undertale vibe to it that you get from the literally you fall down the hole you're in a different world now shit sucks oh wow yeah i got gameplay on right now and this is this uh, this is the good nostalgic shit right here yeah uh it's a sokoban it is a box moving slash tile manipulation thing uh the basis of the gameplay is that you have a magic wand and that wand can delete any tile in front of you and then you can transport that tile to anywhere else the issue is the wand is cursed and you are not allowed to turn if you move left you will move left one space even if there is a hole there If there is a hole there, you can't turn left. So the simple action of move this block to this side becomes move this block. Right, left. Okay, can move forward now. The game then adds endless levels of complexity onto this. And there are over 200 floors to this dungeon. And you have... And you have limited continues, which you have to unlock by getting treasure chests in the level that are much harder to get to than just going to the end. Oh, oh, God. Oh, if you do not succeed, a little demon bat will come down and be like, hey, so you're dead. Here's this fruit. You want to eat it? Then you can live here. And you can eat it, and then you have infinite continues. But you get to the bottom, and you reach the void. And suddenly, the game stops being 8-bit, and you hear this haunting singing voice telling you about how you're going forever as the game is falling apart around you, putting you in impossible situations, and moving you on in sync with the music every time that you die to another impossible floor, dying over and over again as someone talks about the inevitability of 
of how you keep going and have forgotten why you keep going. Okay. The poignancy and strength of that moment is beautiful, and that's the bad ending. (laughs) (laughs) Every, like, 30 floors or so, you get a flashback to your life prior. And there's some fun writing in there. There's some fun little gameplay changes. Like you're the uh, handmaiden to this princess and you're watching her as she's been a demon to her people and uh, her father ruining arranged marriages and what now, whatnot, uh, falling in love. You have an RPG boss battle against the princess's bad mood <laughs> to tame her. Okay. Uh, you have a rhythm game teaching her how to waltz for the first time. It's really good. Uh, and then eventually I played the game so much that I unlocked a cheat code that gave me infinite continues without needing to eat the fruit and Persephone myself. Mm-hmm. And that got me to the ending. And it fucked me up. Oh. In like a, I don't know if this is good or not. It is a very morally gray ending. Joel would be proud. And then you unlock a hard mode that continues that ending. And I am not smart enough to beat this hard mode. Like, it takes 10 minutes for me to solve one of these puzzles. No, I'm watching just how these various things are working, and it's just like a first episode thing, and I'm already just kind of like, how, wait, what, how, where, when? It's giving me Baba is You vibes, where it's just, you can kind of feel good about the first couple of levels, but then once mechanics start, English, intertwining with each other... Yeah, yeah, Baba is You is a good comparison, but instead of teaching you coding, the game just wants you to have an anxiety attack. <laughs> Lovely. Okay. Um. Yeah, I don't know about this one, Chief. I've spent a long time on this one. And it's good. And at times it's for me, but at times it is not. And, like, I am exhausted playing this game. <laughs> This is a mental gauntlet of which I am not equipped. Spatial awareness is probably my weakest element in puzzle solving. And this is nothing but. Yes. And the fact that it limits your ability to experiment makes it ungodly cruel. I think that if this is a game for you... This might be the best game of all time. Really? Because nothing is going to hit like this game is going to hit if you dig into it. Like, I I saw people talking this game up as a game of the year contender last year. And I played it, I'm like, oh, I get it. Um, I don't think its story is quite that deep and life-changing, but I do think the way it plays with its elements, if you enjoy cryptic bullshit and figuring something out, like if you're an ARG fan, 
this game plays with all of that. If you are like, I'm going to physically draw this chamber because it will be a mystery mouse tool that will help me later. <laughs> what? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Sometimes you'll just come across like a little puzzle and you'll have to draw it down because in the rooms that are just perfect squares, you need to perfectly figure out how to replicate that puzzle that you saw from earlier oh, in the God. dungeon. It's like you that have... Kirby 64 thing where you've got like an outline drawing and get to do it later. Yes, but imagine that, but they're hours apart. Oh my god! <laughs> but you'll figure that out on, like, your third or fourth run of 200 floors, and, like, it's not like, oh, I can just auto-clear them. No, some of these things I forgot immediately how I did this. That's amazing. Again, uh, the game is really, really good at what it does, and uh, no, it's beaten me. I I got an ending, and it wasn't the bad one, but it, it was the normal mode one. But I looked up, okay, how much more do I have? To oh, shit. <laughs> oh, no. And I played, I got like halfway through the hard mode. And I'm like, I'm doing, I'm, I'm, I'm not holding up here, chief. I need to do something else. That's hysterical. I, I, you're kind of selling me pretty hard on this. I, it's, it's good if it's for you. Uh, this is a strong, strong recommend on the condition that you understand that, um, if you play it for about an hour and a half, and you don't like it, you can refund it. I give you my permission. <laughs> okay, okay. It is a good, you will know, very quickly. <laughs> alright, alright. Void Stranger is the name of that, just remind me. Void Stranger, yes. Killer soundtrack as well. I recommend anyone look that up. Okay. The stuff that they do, not just the vocal song, the entire thing is, is just vocals? Mm. Yeah, in the bad ending only. Okay, that's fine. You, did you think I meant there was a little text at the bottom telling you? No, I you meant that they start the singing. Like you can pick up well, the Gosh. Oh yeah, you can pick up the UI. You can pick up the stairs. If you can get to your UI, you can pick up your UI and place it elsewhere. But if you take away your health, you will die. <laughs> Is that like effective in certain situations? No, you don't want to die. I I found a secret ultra bad ending by accidentally figuring out how to kill myself when I had infinite continues. <laughs> Oh, yeah, that's amazing. Loving the sound of this. <sighs> yeah, um, it has my recommend. I don't think I will ever truly beat this game. It sounds like a game that's, that's, like, maybe look it up afterwards just to see. Yeah, 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 write it down. Write yeah. it down right here. Yeah. Um, but you know a game that I did beat, and easily at that, was Super Mario Brothers Wonder. All right, tell me how you felt about this game, because I've already talked about how it didn't really click with me, and I'm curious how someone that's 
grown up more with plat- with 2D platformers is going to like it. Um, so the nearest point of comparison to this game is obviously uh, the new soup games yeah, and yeah. whatnot. And, you know, this game, I believe it has, yeah, it has the ground pound as its default, but otherwise it doesn't have as many movement options as the new soup games. It's got the ground pound, it's got the wall jump, but it doesn't have the triple bounce, so it doesn't have really any way to increase your forward momentum. Like, your run speed is your run speed, and you can't do anything else to really optimize your run speed. And that that is always something that is going to hold a platformer back for me. Because Mario World and Mario 3, they're all about that P-speed, that flight speed, getting that and maintaining that. And that's what's such a strong draw for those games for me. So please understand that everything that I say about Super Mario Brothers Wonder take with somewhat of a grain of salt because I think that the base mechanics could be a little bit better. Um, the actual platforming design in this game is immaculate. The nice. way that... The way that levels are laid out is fun and creative and imaginative. The flow of levels is excellent. The ability to look at things in the background is really fun. Every time one of those flowers show up, I want to get right next to that flower just because I want to hear what he wants to say. Like, there's just that part of me that's like, ooh, shiny. And then he talks to me. And sometimes he's actually funny. Sometimes, I'm like. I love you, Talking Flower. You're a great addition, and I care about you a whole lot. Yeah, I know some people weren't fond of them, but, like, I, I find them charming. No, shut up. You're bad and you hate fun. <laughs> Very simple. But, yeah, um... Cleverness sort of continues throughout the worlds. I, I will say that I think it's weakest at the beginning. I think that it's very very standard except that second level that second level is like a real good tone yeah. setter that made me so happy but the later it goes on the more it's allowed to play with its level design play with level concepts anytime that it does a musical level is fantastic that is not the only one i think there are about like five in the game mm-hmm. i would say uh Fans of booze will be very happy. Oh, yeah, I did see that, and that was that was something special. With, with the two levels that they're in, but, <laughs> but 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 no, it's good. Um, progression through the game is solid because at any world you can like go off an offbeat path and pursue harder levels that eventually lead you to the special world. And this game plays off of Mario World's special world very well in having essentially every world have one portal to the special world where it's a very solid and very difficult level. And those are really good, and I really enjoy them. Mm-hmm. Um, bosses are bad? Yeah. From what I experienced, yeah, and from uh, what I've looked up, even more. There are four, and three of them are Bowser Jr. And he has clever wonder gimmicks, and it's, uh, I guess. Uh, um, and then to hone in on the wonder gimmicks, 
very clever, very smartly used, very much a solid escalation of I want to get this far in the level to see what they're going to do next. Yes, that's what had it is very fun. clever. It is very fun. It is very predictable and repetitive. Oh, and yeah, it could just be because they make you do the goo transformation like four times. And I hate the goo transformation. Where it's like you cling to walls, but you jump off at the angle of the surface that you get. And I'm just like, I just want to jump like a regular person. Hmm. But ow, no. It feels like the level doesn't start until you hit the wonder flower. Yes. The later that you get in. It feels like everything else is essentially very, very mild foreplay. Like, like we're talking, this is leading to stationary position foreplay. <laughs> just, just the exposition that gets the actual story moments, but the, but it's got a low budget. So there's only time for like, no, no, no. If it was a low budget, it's it's not even like, oh, the plumber is coming in and he's going to fix the plumbing. It's like, oh, you came home from a long day of work and asked how the kids were at school. And they came in and he's like, you want to do it? And they go, yes. And then you get in the bedroom and it's wild. But, like, I don't want to go to the point where the husband's driving in the driveway and he hears the kids at the other side of the door and he just sits in the car for 10 minutes just so he doesn't have to go inside. That's what the start of every Super Mario Brothers Wonder level feels like. <laughs> Perfectly explained. Exactly. I've been getting real good at food metaphors. I thought I would mix it up. Yeah, it's, it's appreciated. <laughs> um... There is also the badge system in this game. How does that work? I never really got far enough to really experiment with it. Uh, you know the little twirl that you can do with, like, I can't remember, one of the R buttons? Yes. Like the, the little new soup twirl where you stall yeah. yourself. Um, if you equip a badge, it will replace that action with the badge action. And there are some... If it's applicable, otherwise it'll be like a passive buff. And there's some knee effects like it can give you the double jump that I was saying was removed from uh, the new soup games. Mm. It can give you that actual little momentum boost. Uh, it can give you a grappling hook, which shoots out a piranha plant vine in front of you and then latches onto any wall ahead of it. It can give you a wall cling where instead of doing an immediate wall bounce, you can hold onto a wall. Uh, it can give you an extra twirl to to uh, stall yourself. And it is neat, it is clever, and it adds incredibly little to the game. That's what I was wondering, because looking at how that works, it's just I couldn't imagine them being able to actually design anything around now, it. Now see, there's the crazy thing, because this game also introduces the drill mushroom. It gives you the triple jump. No, it gives you the double jump, not the triple jump. Very important distinction. You don't get the climax of the triple jump. But no, the game gives you the drill mushroom, and it does have good levels designed around it. Because uh, what the drill mushroom does is uh, your ground pound burrows you into the ground, 
But anytime that you hit a surface with your head, you also dig into the ceiling. Okay. And that allows for a lot of fun continuations of your momentum on different surfaces. While also being able to cheat things, it feels like a really strong, really intelligent power-up. And it works super, super well. I love it every time that a level gives you the freeform flexibility to use it. And there are a lot of places where like, oh, I can use the drill here. Oh, that's great. Uh, due to the amount of badges, they can't do that except in the specific badge challenges. Okay, so just... A few too many options where they get spread too thin maybe i i would just say that there are a few too many options where it's an outright hindrance to have them because they have to design around you not caring about them at all mm, okay okay um I guess the other big issue is that none of the other power-ups i think are particularly fun like, the elephant is a good win more button. It's a fun tank. Uh, it's good to have a direct thing that carries your momentum. But the fire flower, I just... I have never liked the fire flower in Mario. I've never either. It just doesn't... There's no it's it's a momentum killer. Yeah. Like, I get it in Super Mario Brothers 1. I understand it. It's a great power fantasy. It's a safety net. It makes you feel secure. Because everything is going so fast and you are a car. Mm-hmm. Uh, the moment that it hits Mario 3, the moment that you have any other option, ah, it just ain't it, Chief. And the Bubble Flower acts very similarly. Uh, you can do some neat things, like you can throw out a bubble and use it as like, essentially a one-time jump-off platform to footstool off of. I understand its purpose. The game doesn't really have any point where you need to go that slow. Like, I figured that it may have some utility in ghost houses, but then there were only two ghost houses. So, uh, the game, the game is very good. It is excellently designed. It is very clever. It is constantly coming up with new ways to uh top itself uh world bowser is essentially an excuse to go this is why we made bowser musical in the movie and it's great oh yeah i'm not terribly impressed by the boss fight in cell itself but just everything else about that is just, just, the world mm. itself is just bowser is hamming it up the most he has in a 2d platformer and it's cool 100 percent agreed uh, I appreciate the new voice cast. I like a lot of them. I don't like the take on Mario. Yeah, I I, I imagined that it was always going to be difficult to follow up Charles Martinet, but there's just... well, well, of course, of course, but the issue is I like the Luigi. Yeah, I, I, I think... Oh, gosh, I don't know how to put it to words how I feel about the new Mario. Just like he... On a numerical scale of how upbeat he is, I feel like he's just one higher than he should be. If that makes any sense. Oh, I feel like he's not upbeat enough. Really? I feel like I feel like he took his medication this morning so he could get through the day. And like he's almost there, 
but he's not like crazy. <laughs> okay. Like, like Charles Martinet is a crazy man who takes the most joy in the world every time that he jumps off of a man and ends his life by crushing his bones against the ground. Like, those visceral screams that Martinet gives in Super Mario Sunshine are some of oh. the absolute best. Yeah, I know, that's that's true. That's true. You don't really get anything with that volume. Yeah, it's just, I feel like he could come a little bit more out of himself for this role. And he doesn't quite get there for the vocal performance. And I feel like it works really, really well with Luigi. Like, I would love to see Kevin continue on as Luigi. I think he's got a great nervous energy and sort of like a, yeah, I'm proud of myself kind of feel to him. I think he really gets that in. And like, I don't know. I feel like there's some good nuance there that he can really develop. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Of course, I, I'm criticizing someone for how they do Bing Bing Wahoo. But it's important to me. <laughs> it's, it's it's a Bing Bing Wahoo with more history than most, like, not really any other character in a video game. It, exactly. It's it's more than just putting on the Mickey Mouse voice. Anyone can do that. Yeah. Anyone can do also do that poorly. But it's about giving weight and gravitas and making that feel like something it's making just those little moments work and getting that emotional undercurrent i think it's there with luigi i don't think it's there with mario yeah that brings and just a good like, point it is his like some of his first work so it might get him better as just time passes oh i i agree i think he'll develop into the role but i'm saying for a first sort of landing with this i'm i'm not entirely sold okay okay and just like he hearing those stories of like when martinet was doing the um mario's fundamentals or the mario clubhouse wh whatever the the uh pc title he did before mario 64 and how he would go up and go um hey hey i, I, I don't really like this line where go mario goes wow you were lost he said, I don't think Mario, I think he could go, hmm, looks like I got this one, but you can do better next time. Like, I, I feel like there's more of a grip on the Mario character and the development of it from that early stage. Yeah, just really trying to embody the character while acting out instead of just reading. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I hope he overcomes the weight of Mario. Yeah, like anybody trying to dive into that role, I would be expect yeah. them to be scared out of yeah mind. i couldn't freaking do mario props to him yeah mario's game gallery thank you but uh yeah those are i would say overall my thoughts on super mario brothers wonder it is an excellent game i will not take anything away from that i do not think it ever goes above excellent I think that it is the most pristine 8 out of 10 that you could possibly have. And I do think that it is a standard for 2D platformers going forward. I think that it is clever. I think it is a game that every 2D platformer can learn something from. I also think that any 2D platformer that capitalizes on the mechanics that make it unique can do a little better. 
it, it does give me hope for the future of 2D Mario's, though. Like, it was obviously stagnating for a very long time there. Uh, oh, oh, definitely, definitely. But, like, well, Mario Maker threw a wrench into the mix, where it's like, she's like, that's just funny. Yeah, 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 yeah. Also gives me hope for how they'll start treating the Mario universe in general moving forward. Mm-hmm. I, I know it's simple to... I'm in, sorry, I know it's silly to look at things like this, but just, just the simple fact of using Daisy again, like giving Bowser a yes. character... Like, maybe seeing the effects of, like, trying to have, like, a movie and trying to treat the world building a little seriously. No, I feel that. Those levels where you turn into a Goomba and there are those mamas that eat the Goombas. And now suddenly the mamas are chasing you. It's like, ah, it's like, you just introduced an entire ecosystem. Like, you're making me feel the whole Durant heat ran bullshit. Yeah. That's great. Yeah, I, I, I've never cared about Mario as a universe as much as I did playing through this game, which isn't that high of a bar for me, but still. Maybe Delfino. Delfino was pretty good, but... Delfino's pretty good, and, like, I'll, I'll sit here with the RPGs going, uh-huh. Oh, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. But, like, that, those are obviously in, like, a separate category from how the series... Well, well yeah, and the, there, there's stuff like Galaxy as well that has its heart in it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, like, I, I'm... I'm hoping we're going to see, like, another extra level of care put into that area where it really hasn't been before for the series. Yes, yes, uh, it, it's been very standardized, I would say. Standardized, and it doesn't really stick around very much. Like, oh, nine, oh God. Idea. It is amazing how little of Odyssey stuck around. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, just consider how long sunshine lived in mario spinoffs i mean pauline was like in pauline and new donk city that's that's two things that's that's, that's something it's a world tour buddy (laughs) (laughs) there was a dragon (laughs) there was a dragon the fact that we have to remind ourselves that That there was a dragon too and Bowser was just like, I have tamed and enslaved this dragon. Fight it, Mario. <laughs> the fact that we have to remind ourselves of that seven years later. Yeah. Oh, well. Maybe it'll turn over a new leaf. Yeah, I'm, I'm glad you yeah. enjoyed it more than I did. I, I, I was hoping. Because I knew it was just, it was more so me not clicking with it and the game's quality. And I wanted to hear more from someone who can actually click with it better. No, there's th- there, there's a reason you didn't click with it. Okay. But it is good. Um, yep, I need a small break to talk, so please talk. That, that's say, okay. say words. I, I actually was able to bring a few more smaller things. Nice. This last week from when we made the schedule. So I think next... Let's talk about... Let's talk about God of War Valhalla. This All right. Is the uh, the free DLC that was added on to Ragnarok, just because wh- why not? And um, I hmm. it it, it t- tries to take the God of War formula and put it into more of a roguelike setting where Kratos is constantly trying to go through Valhalla, dying, and just repeating. It's it, like what you'd expect from a roguelike. Uh, it's a roguelike. I I was under the impression that this was uh, God of War's DMC Bloody Palace. I, 
No, because there's a lot more emphasis put on builds. Like, you'll find it Ooh, okay. that's okay. like, okay, Kratos' spinny thing with the chains of Olympus, you can, like, buff that up to, like, okay, this does more fire damage. This reflects projectiles. Any attack that's done after this does significantly more damage. You can just find little bits and pieces like that for every weapon in every playstyle. Do you feel them? Do you feel the improvements? Or is it 4% increase to poison damage? Um, not at first, but as you start Garbage. stacking things together, you'll get into insane things. Like, if you take the spears, like, hitting it down and causing any spearhead you've thrown out to explode, and just completely build mm -hmm. with that, you'll start noticing, like, wait a second, I just, I just deleted that boss instantly. So, so it doesn't have, like, the same same kick as, like, some above in Hades or something like that, but you'll... I was going to say, this sounds like bad Hades. I wouldn't call it bad, but it's just kind of a 6 out of 10 Hades. Like, it's it's effective for what it's trying to do, but it's not the the focus for the game. I also still have Mario Wonder footage going up. Let me change that real quick. Uh, because what the focus of this is about is... Like most just God of War stuff has been the character work. In this case, being mm -hmm. a, a, a kind of just... A, a, in a word, this is Kratos' therapy session. Like, he's just going through Valhalla okay. over and over again, trying to come to terms with his past, if he can truly grow through it and become a better god for his people in the future. That 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 is the the story beats that are shown through this game. Okay. Uh, which is interesting because God of War Ragnarok kind of ended with him being like, Yeah, I've been terrible, but but we must be better. Kind of still hating himself, but using that to try to push himself forward to be better. And now this is him kinda not forgive himself, but become happier with the person he's become, if that makes any sense. Like, a lot, a huge focus of this is just going through various memories, like talking about the boat captain in God of War 1, or the, the mm -hmm. barbarians he faced, or his, obviously his daughter and his wife and how he killed them. And I think... Oh, he's gone through that a lot. Oh, yeah, it, it's a lot. It's, some of it is... Ah, uh, it's it, it's hard to comment on because I haven't quite hit that. Th there's a lot of it's a roguelike, so it's hard to really follow story beats intentionally. So there's it's hard to kind of catch everything. Mm -hmm. But it does kind of feel like it's rushing through things a little bit. But I can't quite tell if that's because I'm just missing things or because maybe it's more trying to kind of like psychologically getting people to uh, stop paying themselves as much so they can go through that process, not like I, I, I'm trying to say that there's kind of a feeling that they're trying to kind of neuter Kratos' actions in the previous three games, but I can't quite tell if that's intentional just to get him in a healthier mind space. I, I don't know. I don't know. I do like I'm asking yeah, yeah. these questions though. You're, you're saying this in a way where I'm like I don't like that. Yeah, I, 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 again, I just might be missing things, but there, there is a little bit of a. I feel like you kind of got through that beat a little too quickly, sort of deal. I'm. 
I don't ever want the God of War series to come across as we regret God of Wars 1 to 3. And that yeah. that would be my concern with this. Because, like, is there some stuff in there that's like, <laughs> well, that was handled really terribly. Yeah. Yes. Absolutely. Absolutely. Own that. And I get that they're sort of trying to own it, but I don't want them to sidestep it at all. I don't want them to soften anything. Everything in those games should be as pointed and raw as possible because I feel like that creates better development for Kratos as a character and where he is now. If if you try to lessen that, I feel like Kratos's ultimate forgiving of himself and his ability to accept himself is weaker. Now, I'm not asking Kratos to flagellate himself for his entire uh, unearthly existence, but... Yeah, it, it, it does... Like, on, on a scale of 1 to 10, it's like a 3 of a 4, but there does kind of feel like a bit of revisionism here, trying to kind of just, just, just smooth over that, like, oh, yeah, this was... This was but it, it, on, on top of that, there's also just things like... Yeah, you did all these terrible things, but you were also trying to protect your family. Like, it's... I'd say it's more that than the former. Like, it's more Kratos trying to come to terms. Like, yeah, there were more complicated motivations for why I initially chose those options. And I do like that side of it. Mm-hmm. It's just... There, there's a couple of things that are just skirting around entirely. Like, like in God of War 3, where he just takes Poseidon's... I don't think it's his wife. I think it's just more of his his girl and uses her to jam a gear. That hasn't been brought up at all, and I don't know if they're ever going to do that. Yeah. Because, like, there's just... Like, like how you said, Kratos did some really nasty stuff. And, like, yes, he kind of wants to ignore that, but that's why where he is now is so... I, 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 I don't know. I don't know. Okay. He, uh... Is kind of like, kind of like side road, like, we're gonna just like, oh, part one of four, we found this little bit of the memory, let's try to go through this part. Mm -hmm. But when he's actually going through like the main story beats, I think it's fantastic. Uh, a huge part of this game is like going back to Greece and fighting uh, like older Greek enemies as he's trying to uh, like more directly work through his self loathing. And it does this really fun thing where any time he gets into Greece, Mimir will be replaced mm -hmm. by Helios, the sun god and god of war three. Kratos ripped off his head. So now instead of Mimir giving you like really mm -hmm. helpful advice, you've suddenly got this really snarky, just like, oh, watch out, do this. Killed any pantheons lately. And the voice <laughs> acting is just phenomenal for him. Good, 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 good. It's this really fun just juxtaposition between the mirror. And I do enjoy how that's... It, it's not actually Helios. It's kind of a personification of Kratos' own self-loathing. And it, in that particular instance, I think it's fantastic <laughs> just to have this, this voice from his past actively berating him in the way because that's how he's berating himself in his head. And that's great. Also, allows for some no, really... No, that is clever. That is good. Yeah, allows for some really poignant moments where Mimir and Helios will kind of swap depending on the situations of when it would hit the hardest. Like, you'll have one... Mm -hmm. Gosh, when the game's like that, it is the 
just 10 out of 10 experiences. They also had some really fun, like, callbacks to previous games. Like, obviously, you've got a lot of the same enemies. You've got, like, the Cyclopses and the Sirens. And a lot of them are kind of just retextured current God of War stuff. But it's, it's still, like, cool stuff to see all that brought back. Right. Musically, they'll kind of intertwine the old things with the new. And that's really cool. You'll okay. To, you'll get to use, like, not fully, but you'll get an option to use some of the older weapons, and that's really neat. But the best part of this game is the the Hades of this game, the final boss, is actually mm-hmm. Tyr, the uh, Norse god of war, who Odin was pretending to be in uh, the original god of war Ragnarok. Right, 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 yeah. And it's... It's really cool to see Kratos have this foil who has kind of gone through the same kind of stuff. Like, he was a god of war, he did some awful things, but he's mm-hmm. significantly further along the journey. Mm-hmm. And just having him go like, you know, man, I, I, I get where you're at, and I know you can't work through this immediately, so let's just let's just spar and get our feelings out and see how we, how we go with this. Which, for one, just really fun theming. Mm-hmm. But what's really sick is because Tyr is kind of in the same situation as Kratos has, he's gone through a lot of the same experiences. So once you beat him mm-hmm. once, he'll kind of just come up to you and be like, you know what? Okay. We've been doing this for a little bit, man. And I, I see you got those blades right there, but you're not the only god that has traveled the world a bit. And he'll just summon this, the size of Kratos, this huge Makahitul, I think that's how you pronounce it, from like Aztec culture. Like the, the huge club with the obsidian spikes on either side. And as you keep fighting him, he'll just pull out different weapons from different cultures, and it's so cool. Let's go. That's good. uh, I I, I wish it stuck the landing a little bit better, but at the end of the day, I still think this is a really nice send-off for what I assume is going to be the rest of Kratos' story. Because when he gets to the end, he's like, you know what? Yeah, I, I can be a better god. And I'm assuming the next game will kind of continue with whatever Atreus is doing at the moment. I just hope that I kind of get the feeling that they're going to also like remake the older games in this style. Mm-hmm. And right. I just hope that they don't try to uh, fix Kratos in those, if that makes sense. Yes. Yes. No, it absolutely does. Um... I feel that in remakes, there is a level of a second pass that you can do. But there's also a certain level of, no, this is inherent to the character's development. Yeah. Uh, to alter this would be to change the character entirely. Agreed, agreed. Or at least change up part in that reflects what they are at that moment and even if it's ugly i do think you have to somewhat put it in there for example um if you removed Sokka's sexism from avatar the last airbender i am so mad to read that (laughs) that's such a like it's only around for a short time but that's part of his development yes the whole point is that he gets over it. It's important to be able to show yeah, kids. It's important to show that people are that. better, become better people from their teachings and their upbringings, that they're allowed to change. Nah, 
Night is bad, though. Yeah, that, that's a fantastic example right there. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, yeah. I, I, I understand the allure of trying to uh, tackle things in kinder ways, but at the same time, it's so easy to lose part of why a story is impactful or why a character's journey matters by trying to do that. Exactly, and different parts mean things to different people, and it's so hard to approach that, especially with the lens of now. Uh, for example, I would never want to remake Persona 4. That's I, That's been in my head this entire time, I just did not want to say it first. Right. <laughs> I understand wanting to make some things, like the bat scenes in those games? Terrible. Happily get rid of them in a heartbeat, but... I feel like it covers gender roles specifically in a way that very few other games can even get close to. Does that handle them well at the time? No. But trying to retexturize them would get rid of why they are so impactful in the first place. Mm Mm-hmm. I I don't think that's a job for anyone to do, to make it different even. (laughs) I just don't see a good way around. But but yeah, like please don't please let Kratos still be terrible if you ever remake these games. That that's what I would end off with. Yes. That's the point. Ah. Anyway, I I've Did you see it. the fake headline that they removed the war embossing say? What fake headline? There is no war embossing say. <laughs> what are you talking about? Bossing Se has been a peaceful city for years and years. The Fire Nation has never, not even once, approached the borders of these great walls. Indeed, indeed. Like, look at those walls. How could how could anybody reasonably think that something could overcome? Impenetrable. Exactly. Absolutely. Ah, just, just, just fear mongers trying to get your attention. Pay them no mind. I can't believe that you got swept into the Fire Nation fake news cycle that is polluting the other people of the Earth Nation. Uh, Want to tackle one of your one of your bigger ones? Yeah, let's go for it. Um, so, real fun time this week. A um, couple weeks ago, I went to Magfest and. Let me tell you, that was an absolute nightmare to get to because this was the point where multiple parts of the U.S. were freezing over. And also, it was the point where the Boeing 737 was being recalled because uh, the (laughs) fuel door got uh, blown off. And you won't guess what all of my flights were on. And you won't guess how often I got shuffled around and how I'm still waiting on the hotel refund from my airline (laughs) that they told me I legally have a right to pursue. Yeah, well, they're doing that with tens of thousands of people right now, so hopefully they'll get around to you. Exactly. But, hey. I made it there, and it was one of the best experiences I've had in my life. Um, 
just period the uh gaylord resort is such a beautiful space it was like 20 degrees outside and i never had to leave it for the entire time i was there Uh, i was fortunate enough to win the hotel lottery and get one of the rooms in the resort itself so it was literally i go down from my room on the 12th floor i hit the second floor the doors open and i am in the convention the convention is open 24 hours i was able to take a nap in my hotel room and wake up at 11 30 to make the waluigi panel it was amazing You will never see a group of people go wah, wah, wah at each other. Oh, and then a Luigi cosplayer stands up and goes, shut the fuck up. You're all disgusting. And then the Waluigi Pope comes out with his crossified Luigi on a stick and points at him and goes, wah, and everyone else boos him. And then another Luigi cosplayer stands up and go, no, 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 let the man cook. I think he's got a point. That's just art. It is the most welcoming, wonderful environment. I checked into my hotel room, rounded the corner, and there were three people with instruments out just playing green greens. Nice. They were just against the wall, just relaxing, saying welcome to everyone playing green greens. Not affiliated with MAGFest at all. Just people who were there with instruments. I woke up, I opened my window, and I could hear them playing Snake Eater. (laughs) Wow. What a way to start the day, goodness. Right? It was an incredible experience. Um, I feel like I've solidly upped my cosplay game. Uh, I took out my booster, I took out my King K rule. Um... Do my own makeup. I think I did pretty good. Oh, yeah. That King K rule is phenomenal. Yeah. It was a wonderful experience. I have to strongly recommend this to anyone. MAGFest, yeah. No, no, no. That's that's one of the good ones. You should be there. Got recognized by a Designing 4 fan for the first time. Really? Yes. You've had it. You've, I, you've I've had it. the experience. Uh, the world will never be the same now. You've gotten a taste. It was exactly as awkward as I'd hoped. <laughs> it was so good. <laughs> Lovely. Um, And on top of all of that, on top of the amazing concerts that I went to, um, got to see Descendants of Erdrich, got to see uh, Lacey Johnson. And you, you know Lacey. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Nice. You did it. Yeah, she rocked that thing. Oh my god, I've Hell never yeah. seen someone do more ener- have more energy and go straight from uh, Butterfly from Dance Dance Revolution into Escape from the City. You have not lived until someone points the mic at you to say, follow my rainbow in the middle of the song. Oh, that, oh, that sounds good. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. And then right after her was Family Jewels and the video game Rock Shred Venture as they saved oh video my, games with yes. the video game wizard. <laughs> God, that, that just sounds like... The, the, 
best kind of acid trip. Just being like, this is a whole new world and I get to live and enjoy it to the fullest of my ability. It is an entire space filled with social anxiety and everyone trying to overcome it simultaneously. (laughs) Perfect. I felt at home. Um, and on top of that, you go into the uh, main hall space that they have, and it brings you to their their artist alley, their merch center. That's massive. To the immediate left of that is an entire warehouse sized room of video game consoles. Wow! That is just open to free play. To the right of that are indie games. Just multiple indie developers in about the same space sharing their new and unreleased games for anyone to try. There was a giant paper mache hat that was as large as this bed behind me that two people had to control and use themselves as the controller to pilot around a man and try to pretend that they are doing human things because the process... The uh, game's premise was you are two aliens in a hat trying to control a human and pass as human. I played a game where I had a controller that was a disco ball, and I pressed different elements of the disco ball to use as jet engines to move my little disco ball man forward. This sounds phenomenal. I visited my friend Mr. Thee, who had his demo of Ollie Frog Toad Skater, which is just Tony Hawk, but you're a cute little frog in the shape of Kirby. And when you go off the board, he just goes, what? <laughs> and it's amazing. <laughs> and he's got the feel down. And he's got like that mixture of the Tony Hawk Underground and the Tony Hawk Pro Skater 2, and it felt great. Hell yeah. And attached to that was the biggest arcade that I ever seen. I mean, yeah, of course. <laughs> Striped. Yeah, they had an F-Zero AX cabinet. I never got to go in, really? but they had an F-Zero AX cabinet. The theater of the machine was broken all weekend. I was so upset. Oh. <laughs> but that's okay, because my favorite game, Nostalgia OP3, had like seven cabs. Hell yes. And I couldn't play most of them because uh, days where I went there, I had gloves and it has a touch screen. (laughs) (laughs) And I realized when I saw my good friend who I met at the convention, who was a blue Pikmin, and they had a hole in one of their gloves to use their phone. I went like, oh, oh, that's how you do it, isn't it? (sighs) God. Yeah, a lot of great stuff. I saw Proton John at the throne controllers panel. That went well. I didn't get to yell at him like I'd hoped. No no challenging him for the inevitable Tarvold's Test I, showdown? I wanted to, and he had multiple engagements that were cancelled. Ah. I had to choose between him and meeting Eyepatch Wolf, and I didn't get to see him, but his game show was very good which I then had to leave in order to get to the Super Smash Brothers photo shoot. Oh, yeah, you, you can't pass that up. Can, I can strangled I actually, Donkey Kong. Oh, show, my God. Oh, I need to. Sh- can I show that picture on the stream? Oh, yes, 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 absolutely. Please share. Ha- uh, where was that? Hey, keep talking while I find it. I'm sure I can find it. Yes, 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 yes. Uh, 
fabulous time overall to everyone there. I just can't recommend it enough for what was gone through. Um, I did have the issue where my wig was so tight that it let that the wig cap left an imprint on my balding forehead. And I had a scar there for about three weeks and unfortunately is healed. But it was very funny getting on the plane and having to put my little Yoshi beanie as far as it could go so that no one could see the scar that I got because I was too much of a bad bitch being King K. Rule. I mean, yeah, those are the sacrifices you have to make for content. And just mm-hmm. for people watching, just just absorb the gloriousness of this picture. Like that, 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 that's 10 out of 10 cosplay work right there. (laughs) Oh, it was such a lovely time. It, it's so fun to go up to someone and go, can I strangle you with your tie (laughs) in Minecraft? (laughs) Then they go, yeah. Yeah, why not? That's why I'm here. Perfect. Oh my God. The feeling of going through the artist alley. And having a Professor Kukui come up to me and go, yo, 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 are you KK Rule? Oh, I saw Donkey Kong. Come on, follow me, follow me, follow me. And he drags me through the artist alley to meet a Donkey Kong cosplayer who I had met earlier in the day. And we go, yo, man, what's up? And we hug it out. And him in absolute bafflement. Only to have hours later, someone drag the same Donkey Kong cosplayer to me. But yeah, that's just the energy of those kind of places. It's the infectious, just like, oh my gosh, dude, all the things that I love are coming together in this one spot. Right. Oh, it was so good. Uh, anyway, I have some video games to actually talk about. I just wanted to get that out of the way and say, um, these cons give me life and hope that I have not had in many a year. And I recommend you go to them because they feel good. Um, I entered a Pokemon Puzzle League tournament. Did you win? I was eliminated round one. Damn, you you, you got smash tournamented. Like, oh, you had the best of all your friend groups. I absolutely did. Slammed. I I, I went went 2-1. I I almost won. The only reason I lost was because I choked. It is not my fault. However, I did face someone who I could guarantee you was only mid-tier for that tournament i fought someone who absolutely rocked me in a, in just pools as mm-hmm. oh no, I'm, I'm cooked here but i'm gonna try i'm gonna try and i did really well my first game uh choked the second game and then just couldn't pull it off in the third game but mm-hmm. i was fun and performative and i did in fact scream no i don't want to die i don't want to die and then I lasted for about 10 more seconds. Just, just for the mental image, is this part of the as booster or as King K rule? Um, this was as uh, Theodore from Persona 3. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, nice. I had booster, I had Theo, I had K rule. I, I just don't like my Theo as much as the other two. I have a... The costume itself is good, but I really need to redo that wig. Okay, okay, okay. And I didn't have powder or anything so i just had natural skin texture and it's just ugh. okay i was i was not a fan 
but it it makes people happy to see that character done. So I'm like, neat. So yeah, I got bopped with that. I played a game for the first time called Twinkle Star Sprites. Twinkle Star Sprites. And this game is proof positive that I can love any game as long as you frame it like Tetris Attack. <laughs> because this is a competitive Toho-like shooter. Wherein you are trying to damage the person on the other side by clearing out enemies faster than them and sending bullets their way at weird diagonals before they can react. And if you clear enough and save your charge, you can send your own character-specific shump boss over to the other side. Really? Yes. Oh, this is fast. I got gameplay going right now. Isn't it interesting just to look at? Like I, I can explain it, but I'm just like, look at this. Look at this. That's so creative. Oh, I love that. Isn't it just so neat? I crawled through the arcade ladder for it and was like, they shamed me for using three continues. I went, no, no, I'm doing good. This is my first playthrough. And then they hit me with the hard bosses that took much more than three continues. It took a bit to learn that you don't want to do the charge shot because you get more combos, but if you just do little pepperings Hmm. of it and just try to make everyone explode at the same time, as opposed to just a screen clear one, the charge shot is more of a panic button than it is the optimal way to play, which I thought it was at first. But like, this is a game that I want to dive into more because it's just like, this is just cool. Conceptual level alone. It is a poorly translated gem of a game that is just fun. Each of the characters has their own unique mechanics to them, their own unique shot styles, and I think that's super cool. Like I I want to play this against actual human beings and not just an arcade ladder. Mm -hmm. I I want to learn this game's deeper depths. Because it was just rad. It's one of those games where I pick you up. I'm like, you're like a 7 out of 10 right now. And you can climb as high as you want. Awesome. I love little just combos of that kind of stuff. Right. What happens when we mesh these two genres together? Exactly. Um, I got to play Crazy Taxi on a real Dreamcast. One of, and one like of the seven that still exists. Yeah, they had all of them right there. <laughs> and I couldn't play Sonic Adventure because someone was always on Sonic Adventure. Of course. But yeah, um, I don't like the feel of the Dreamcast controller. <laughs> it's very compact. But I do love Crazy Taxi. And being able to play it with the actual advertisements and taking people to Pizza Hut and the original Levi's store, you know what? That did add something. I did feel just a little bit more alive. Just 
Crazy Taxi so good. It's so simple, but it's so good. And you learn the route a little bit more each time, which I had mostly forgotten. Like by the end of my runs, I was actually getting to the second city as opposed to just dying at the helipad, which is always what happens when you're new at the game. Mm-hmm. It's like, if you can't even get to the church, forget about it. Like, what are you even doing? But just ah, Crazy Taxi is so good. And nothing else is as good as being Crazy Taxi as Crazy Taxi. And that's still true. Um, I made a friend and we played Pikmin 2. This is the first time I have ever played any Pikmin game other than one. Interesting, okay. And uh, we played the multiplayer. Why did no one tell me the multiplayer is so good? What? Why was that so much fun? Why is that like the best panic attack I've ever had? It's just yelling at just like chaos, but God, the uh, the meta of learning when to use your sprays to counter the other person's sprays so that you get it at the right time. The rules of engagement, yelling at your Pikmin of why would you ever go down that way? BD Longlegs is right there. No, 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 no. Never mind. We're not picking up that corpse. We're moving on to the next one. Yeah, one of, one of those strategy games where it's impossible to play optimally. So you're just kind of playing catch up forever. And the other person's trying to do the same thing. Well, yes, but if you don't engage, then both of you can get two of the marbles, and then you have to fight over the last marble, and it is the most tense back and forth of all of my guys are dead. All of my guys are dead. I have a couple more guys here that I put in this pocket. And, like, I really think that having the first, uh, or rather, a controllable character to control the RTS environment makes it actually possible for my tiny, tiny brain to enjoy the genre. Yeah, it narrows your vision enough that you don't have to worry about it from a single perspective. Exactly. I do not have the brain to fight three fronts at once. I do have the perfect brain to go, okay, you guys are the backup. I'm going to be back for you in just a second. Okay, I'm running here, running here. Got it. If I am a p- actual body, I feel great. I apologize to good new friend, um... This is the second time I played Pikmin. I didn't mean to win. (laughs) Uh. I'm less sorry at beating you in all of those Mario Party 7 minigames. That that one is on me. (laughs) I had a wonderful time. Thank you. You were great. That's that. That's amazing. Just that that accidental victory kind of deal. Mm-hmm. Beginner's luck. It's a thing, right? Uh, and then the big draw there was I talked about last year that they have this wall that is filled with specific challenges where they have hacked games in order to have very small individualized challenges that are um, specific to it, like. One of them that was an absolute nightmare that I did not clear was, you know, the minigame Hexagon Heat from Mario Party 2. Yes. The one where Toad holds up the flag and the things uh, dip into the lava. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you have a SNES controller. 
A, B, X, Y controls Mario, and you can hit R to jump. Up, down, left, right controls Luigi, and you can hit L to jump. Oh, no. Survive 30 rounds. <laughs> Just a tale of two brothers simultaneously trying to control both of them and prevent their deaths. Yes. Oh, God. <laughs> it is... If you have a diagonal, forget about it. It was nightmarish. I quit that one real quick. Um, but I did do a bunch of them, and they're so much fun. Uh, th let's see. The ones that I did clear were... There are some easy ones, like... Uh, beat the first boss of Zelda 1 without taking any damage. Yeah, sure. It's like... Yeah, Aquamentus is a little bit finicky with how you bait his fireballs but it's, it's doable it's doable yeah, yeah but they do give you one bomb and it had the bonus challenge of make sure that you are in the red when you get the triforce and aquamentus drops a health pickup that you have to get so you have to beat him without that bomb and then bomb yourself at the end <laughs> or you can do it for half points it's fine you still won yeah but but the leaderboards, though. Like there were leaderboards. <laughs> that it is. That was so much fun. Um, there was the one that I did last year, which was uh, DKC2 Crockhead Clamber without killing any enemies. Mm. This time I did it while collecting the Kong letters. Hey, and that was the nice. worst. That was absolutely nightmarish. Uh, Super Mario Brothers 2, you know how you fall out the door at the very beginning? Yes. They had those enemies with the magic carpets, the pidgets. Mm -hmm. And your goal was scale the pidgets so that you go back into the door that you fell out of. <laughs> and they had the bonus challenge of there is the Fanto and the key at the bottom. Bring the key up, too. Oh, gosh. Okay. This was the easy one. They had a Tony Hawk Pro Skater grind down a super, super long rail without jumping off it. Just full-on Scott Pilgrim. I bet you can't run down that rail. Do a thingy on that. Whatever. Uh, let's see. Which other ones did I clear? Oh, Link to the Past. Don't get hit by a Cuckoo Swarm for 30 seconds. Wow. Okay. Just that whole between Link Between Worlds, but with an SNES for it. That's cool, actually. I like yes. That. Yes, and they have a specific little box for you, so you can't just go everywhere. That was really good. Um, do you remember the level from Donkey Kong Country 2, uh, Gusty Glade? It was one where in the forest where the wind was moving back and forth and you had the snake? Yes, I do. Okay, cool. You're at the end of the level, beat it backwards. Oh. Extra challenge. Do it without Dixie. <laughs> just you want to know who did it without Dixie? You did. Yeah, I did! <laughs> they had a WarioWare selection of the first 12 Smash Brothers characters, which is just beat all of these challenges based on their original games. Ooh. 
And that was not one that I beat because that was hard. Uh, but the hardest one that I did by quite a large margin was Donkey Kong Country 1. It's jungle hijinks and it was very simple. And it was beat the level in 25 seconds. Bonus challenge, get the Kong letters. Oh, I was going to say, you can now, the trees, but that's not... No, 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 no. You don't get those trees at all. Because remember, you go out of the treehouse and land on the ground. Going into I the trees requires the extra time. Yeah. And not only that, you don't have enemies to roll through on the trees. You can speed up by going through enemies. Uh, issue with this. The timer starts counting down the moment you drop out of that treehouse, so you're already two seconds behind. Second problem, that 25 seconds is actually 17 seconds because it counts the fade out at the end of the level two. No, that's evil. So you get in there and it goes a little dark and it says, oh, you were too slow. Retry? <laughs> the screen fades to black on, my, on one of my best attempts. And it goes, oh, you want to retry? Because it didn't load the map screen. <laughs> so please understand the feeling of trying to math out which enemies are optimal to roll through. Because there are like two critters walking back and forth on platforms and then a row of clumps right after them. So I had to eventually map out math out roll through the naughty jump on the second kremlin so i get on the edge of the platform for the second critter so i can roll through him and continue the roll through all of the clumps and if i want to i can jump for the o but that will be suboptimal compared to continuing to go and then i have to stop for a couple frames so i don't hit neki's nuts Wow, do, do they provide you with, like, a whiteboard, like, courtesy whiteboard to strategize off of, or...? No. <laughs> they provide you with a row of people also doing the challenges, and you just hope that one of them is also doing the same one so you can brain trust. <laughs> and it is the most amazing feeling to eventually get that, see the person next to you tries it, and then you get to go next to him and go, you go faster if you roll through the enemy. And they go, oh, thanks. And then five minutes later, you hear them, ah, because they get to the end and the screen has not faded to black. <laughs> oh, glorious. Absolutely when, glorious. When you enable more pain, that is incredible. There is also the challenge of uh, Super Mario 64 Bowser in the Fire Sea. Get to the end without jumping. Hey. Now you're asking, how do you do that? Well, you see, the area is covered in lava, and if you walk into the lava, Mario will burn his butt and jump in the air. Mm -hmm. Figure out platforming based on that. Bonus challenge, beat Bowser. Huh. Because okay. I can see how that would work, so it's more of a matter of trying to plan out how many hits you can take. Or yes. To get life back. And also, how how possible? How do I get on the pole when no jump and no lava? Oh, how do you do that? Uh, you walk at it really fast. 
so yeah i cleared a bunch of those and magfest is cool enough that uh they, those give you points that you can redeem for prizes, like discounts at their merch shop. And that is how I snagged myself a free t-shirt at MAGFest. Nice. By being good at video games. Finally. 20 years so look, it paid off. We yeah. managed. But yeah, uh, that's pretty much all i can say small things here and there but then i would be going on for far too long longer than i already have and i still have another game to talk about it's fine but that was an utterly incredible experience i i sincerely hope to go back in repeat years and experience more of what it has to offer and figure out more to do because god that was incredible truly you had a good time you missed the fuck out i know I had how dare to... you get a higher education it's <laughs> if i had a choice i would have gone you had a choice that's true that's true I, I i'm sorry i gotta relearn complex numbers and factoring polynomials and all all that fun stuff yeah uh, did you have anything else, or do I go into my last? I, I do have one more thing. I, I, okay. I, I think moving forward, I'm going to have to start, like, telling stories of games past, just because I don't really have much time anymore. That's okay. No one has time. Yeah. Uh, but this, this week specifically was a midterm week. So, like, super, super high stress, trying to, like, memorize everything, trying to get my brain back into gear this is the first time i've really had to study in a decade so mm -hmm. i was i was stressed out and just like okay i need i need some like nice chill relaxing something just commit my brain to for little bits and just forget everything for just a few hours just so i can like recenter myself so logically the game i chose to do that with was darkest dungeon yeah no that's a fun stress-free time so, anybody not familiar, Darkest Dungeon is probably the uh, most player-abusive game that I have ever seen. Would you say that's a apt description of it? Uh, I would put Takeshi's Challenge above that, but otherwise, that's yes. That's true, that's true. But it is a game that is that takes the... Uh, the format of a roguelike and, and basically says, okay, we're going to intentionally design this around you losing. This is not something that you can get through perfectly. So the goal of the game is to just react to whatever shitty thing happens to you in a way that you can, you can just, just, just survive, just survive. Mm -hmm. A D plus is good enough. And I ironically think that this is a uh, extremely healthy game for players, just 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 anybody to play. Because I delve into a bit of um, psychology terminology here. This is essentially radical acceptance. The game, you cannot control it. You cannot optimize it. Well, you can try, but things are gonna go. We can optimize it. But it, when once those once those crits start hitting you, once once you start missing, you just gotta be like, okay. That sucks. Where do I go from here? 
I think the important thing about Darkest Dungeon that sets it apart from a lot of contemporaries of Cruel Games is that you have infinite time to dwell on your mistakes. Yes. And what you want to do next. Yeah, lots of other roguelike, like really almost all of them, will uh, add time as a factor. So you have to, mm-hmm. like, th- there's a level of panicking and overcommitting to something and just losing out because of that. Yes. Darkest Dungeon, it, not only is all of that true, you also have the benefits of being able to technically come back from anything. You, if you lose all of your people, you really only lose progress because you can always get more. You just have to build them up again. Mm-hmm. So it, it creates this kind of not not welcoming environment, but a nice sandbox-esque it's like, okay, l- l- let's try a different strategy this time. L- l- let's... It's a, it's a weird... Roguelike where your characters aren't... Gosh, how do I explain that? Your, your characters are evolving, but the uh, they're not the permanent aspect of it. The Hamlet itself is, and so long as you can keep mm-hmm. that going, you will eventually be able to uh, learn from your mistakes and find a way to overcome whatever... It's in your way. And I really appreciate that about this game. Yeah. It has a incredibly addictive um the the, the stress system. I love yes. love 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 the stress system. How it works is there's basically two life bars for your units. You have your basic health bar, which you get poisoned, you get blighted, you take more damage, etc. But you also have a uh, a stress bar, which basically takes the uh, kind of idea that video game characters would be going through some shit in their heads, going through these stressful situations and actually making it a mechanic in the game. Mm-hmm. As things go bad, as the lights go out, as they get critical hitted, as so- some enemies are specifically designed around stressing your characters out, mm-hmm. they will have... They- they'll-, they'll essentially break. Sometimes they get... They'll become very abusive of their comrades and refuse to heal them, or... Maybe they'll become fearful and retreat to the back of your party order, where they just can't... They can stay away from combat. Again, a very interesting way of just positing forward, okay, make the best of this bad situation. How are you... My favorite is when... My favorite is when they become Mr. Krabs and are like, look, look, Squidward, money! And they take every treasure chest that they see and they don't give you it because they love it. But sometimes it's a trap and they go, ah, no, money! And I look at the next treasure chest, and it's like, oh, I've learned nothing from Free Ren. Money. <laughs> yeah, j- j- just this really fascinating and hilarious way of tying, uh, like, various mental stressors or illnesses into, like, actual game mechanics and how that would tie into those various mechanics. Like, like oh, I'm trying to think of another... Like, for example, being afraid of tight spaces so they will refuse to go into the warrens because, like, oh, that's just, they, they can't handle that. Or being obsessed with blood so if you inflict them with the bleed status, they get buffs. Like, so, sometimes it's beneficial to have, deal with these sort of things. And it's just, mm-hmm. there's a really fascinating balance <clears throat> of just cr- trying to juggle all of these elements because you can never optimize... Well, I'm not I'm not good enough to optimize it fully. So it's just a matter of like, okay, yeah, you're 
you're all kleptomaniacs, so I'm just going to put you all in the same party so I just don't have to deal with this for 90% of my runs. Because of it, I accept that this is a net loss, but you know what? It's also a net loss of life, so I don't have to deal with you shitheads anymore. Let's go. Yeah, it, it, it's it's risk reward uh, the game. There are some just absolutely brutal elements of the 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 red orb you can find going through the early game that summons the huge purple Cthulhu esque monster. Yeah. Just seeing that and knowing, God, that thing's got like 80 health, but I might be able to beat it. Just that little <laughs> voice in the back of your head, just egging you on, like, come on, you're not going to chicken out of this. It'd be really loot. cool. Imagine. Oh, it would feel so good, though. Just, oh, I did... Mechanics upon mechanics, the, the way the positioning system works and being able to uh, manipulate both your own positioning and the enemies in really interesting mm -hmm. ways. Being able to build characters around it as well. It's like, oh, I, I understand people that don't like it, but like, I would highly recommend everybody give this a chance. Because unironically, video games kind of get you in the mindset of... Uh, I have to be able to control every fundamental element of this game to optimize it to perfection. And sometimes it is kind of healthy just to be able to kind of challenge that mindset a little bit. Yeah. Sometimes you are allowed to lose. Exactly. And it may not be fun in the, in the meantime, but it can be very refreshing just to be... You know what? Yeah, I, that's okay. I, I've learned my lesson and I can do better next time. Exactly. You can learn fighting games so much better after playing Darkest Dungeon. <laughs> no, you, no. No, I can't. No, you can accept your suffering and improve. That That's what fighting games are. Yes, but sometimes... Enjoy the but, loss. Well, sometimes someone clicks Luke and will either uppercut or grab me. And I will never guess the right one. <laughs> you don't have to guess. Just be better. Uh, haven't gotten very far, but I'm, I'm, like, legitimately, like, this is actually really helping me just kind of take a step back and be like, okay, no, I'm at school, I just need to show up and do my best, and that's what matters. Yeah. That was nice when games can help you psychologically like that. That's all the games I got. I know you got one okay. more, and this is the Speaking of one. Speaking of games that uh, you might not have a healthy psychological relationship with, um... I've been playing, I would say, around 35, 40 hours into Like a Dragon Infinite Wealth. Nice. Uh, for reference, I just hit Chapter 5 and just got my fourth party member. Okay. I have not unlocked the Animal Crossing side mode yet. <laughs> I've also not unlocked the job system. What? What have you been doing? A lot. Um. I am going to avoid story spoilers outside of, like... I need to explain the premise of this because I feel like the opening story is important and wild and crazy and everyone needs to hear it. Because this is the most clown shoes Yakuza has ever gotten. 
and yet somehow it is so endearing. And I will say the one spoiler about Kiryu, but I will put my hand up so you know when I'm saying the spoiler about Kiryu, but it's very important that I say it. Okay. Okay, so this is how Like a Dragon Infinite Well starts. Ichiban is now working at the equivalent of a Goodwill, helping people find jobs. Yeah. He has completely cleaned himself up. Everyone in town loves him. He's the hero from his previous adventures. Everyone likes him. He's a good person. He is at the point where a former Yakuza will come up to him looking for a job and he will go, I can't give it to you with that attitude, sir. Then when the Yakuza accosts him, he beats him up. But when the Yakuza's money goes and falls into the river filled with used condoms and syringes, Ichiban jumps into the condom and syringe river to get the man's money back so that he can have his money and start his new life. Ichiban's goal is now to help former criminals get back on their feet and feel good about their lives. Okay. The game then turns into a three-part episode of Cheers where Ichiban has to go on a date with his crush. Where he fumbles around and he has his two wingmen with him the entire time and they're going like, Ichiban... You should get this suit. She's going to look at it and go, damn, that's a spicy and dangerous man. He's so flashy and incredible. And the other friend going, nah, you know what you should do? You should take her out for beef bowls. I always go to beef bowls. Exactly. That way you won't get nervous and fuck up. This is the only way of doing it, Ichiban. Nah, Ichiban, you should go to that Indian restaurant and you should get their secret spice level 11 and she will melt because you're so manly eating spice level 11. You don't understand. This goes on for like 40 minutes. It, it is incredible. <sighs> Ichiban then fumbles the bag harder than I have seen any human being fumble this bag. Yes! In the most painful and excruciating sequence. I will try to relive it for you. I cannot act as well as Kaiji Tang, but here. Sachan, I've, I've been thinking a lot, and look, I know I'm, I'm not the smartest guy. I'm not the most well-off. I don't, I don't have a lot, but you know what? I'm trying really hard. And I, I think I think I'm at a good place. And you know what? I will put all of my effort toward this. And I promise that I will never let you down. I will do everything in my power to make you happy. So will you marry me? Are this they? is his first date. Oh, God, I was about to ask. <laughs> and it's okay, because you know what? It's okay. I know how hard you work, which is super impressive for a woman. But you know what? It's okay. <laughs> and you know what? I'll, I'll take extra shifts so you don't have to work as hard. And, and if we have kids, don't worry. I won't, I won't work out. I will do that, too. And guess what? After we're gone... 
after we're all set and we're a happy family, we can visit my Yakuza boss's grave and we can go, damn, I'm doing okay. So she obviously says yes. <laughs> oh, clearly. <laughs> now she goes, well, this was a lovely night. Thank you. <laughs> and then he goes, so what was your answer? Have a good night, Ichiban. Oh, that's that's so painful and hilarious. You are then time. treated to a 20-minute sequence of him relaying the entire conversation to his friends so that they can tell him how much he fucked up. <laughs> yes. He then apologizes, and she says, That's what you're worried about? Thank you, but... I think it's better if we're just friends. <laughs> Skip to one year later, she has an unread text from him. From years ago. <laughs> it is the most painful fumbling from the most sincere person I have ever seen. And then he loses his job because he gets canceled by a VTuber. Sure. <laughs> and then they have a very serious conversation about cancel culture and online and how and both the pros and cons of it. And then the tutorial pops up immediately after you lose your job. Ichiban has gone from hello worker to freelancer. Tutorial, this is how you scrounge for money underneath cars and in garbage cans. <laughs> there is very little gameplay. It is the funniest game I have played in years. I was going to say, I am baffled at how... Who writes these games? Legitimate question. RGG Studios, they do a really good job. He gets... He gets in a taxi in Hawaii, and this taxi driver tries to mug him, and it doesn't work because he's Ichiban. So he beats up the cab driver, and then the cab driver goes, huh. Well, too bad, asshole. Looks like you're getting arrested for mugging me. He goes... What? And then the cab driver goes off on to two police officers who are nearby and starts talking in broken English, despite talking perfectly before, saying how he is being mugged and persecuted, and he doesn't understand what's going on, but this man mugs him. And because Ichiban speaks Japanese and not English in America, he cannot defend himself. <laughs> I was really hoping, hearing the premise of this game, that that would just be a constant punchline throughout, and it sounds like it is. It shows up at the best times that it needs to happen. Excellent. With that said, Danny Trejo has a completely in-English conversation with Ichiban, and I'm like, you shouldn't know, never, never mind, never, you're acting really well. <laughs> it is... One of the best localized games that I have 
ever played like insanely difficult localization premise that is absolutely nailed i think kiryu's voice actor is given an impossible task is it a new voice actor yeah it's the same voice actor as a man who erased his name but i just think it's too much to handle because kiryu is such an iconic voice and such an iconic premise and trying to do that character and make up for that character you feel something is lost because you've had seven or eight games with that japanese performance and he does knock it out of the park so any deviations just stand out that much greater because mm. it feels like he is trying to inherit this character whereas everyone else is new characters and sort of allowed to sort of free ball things that, that, that legacy thing we were talking about earlier with Mario, it's just, it's... Absolutely. I will now give my one Kiryu spoiler. I will have my hand up, and when the thumbs down goes down, you can now listen to it, okay? Or just skip ahead, like, 15 seconds. There is a very good reason why Kiryu is as weak as Ichiban in this game, and the reason is that he has cancer. Oh, no! Uh, now imagine everything I told you last month and add that on top of it. Oh. And we're moving on. <laughs> um, the game has so many quality of life improvements from Like a Dragon that it is just a significantly smoother experience. I do think that the pacing of Like a Dragon 1 was a little bit stronger. But overall, the combat flow is much better. Um, side quests are fantastic. The level of detail in all of them is fantastic. Ichiban has a pet crayfish. I helped it go on a date with a hermit crab that it liked. Sure, sure. Continue. There was a beautiful moment in that substory because you see the hermit crab is inside of a shell that is encrusted with diamonds because it fell off of a tanker. And people are trying to take the shell off of the hermit crab. And Ichiban is going, hey, let that the hell away. Get the hell away from that crab. And they're like, what are you talking? It's a crab. And then you have multiple dialogue options on how to handle this. And I, of course, go to the one at the very bottom, click X, and Ichiban goes, Hey, have you guys ever hit rock bottom before? Have you ever been so lowly and only had one thing to cling on to in your life? Sad piano music starts playing. He goes, you see, I've been there. There was a time a while ago where I was homeless. And you know what? It's hard if someone tears your home away from you. Cuts back to the thugs. No music. What the fuck is this guy on? How high is this man? Back to the music. So you see, can't you just let him go? Fuck no, man! <laughs> um... The enemies are all Americans because you're in a Hawaii, so a very common call for them is, I'll sue you. Sure. <laughs> um, 
Yeah, man. Character writing is really good. The story is taking forever to get anywhere. But that's okay. Um, I, I'm sorry. Just the footage in the background. I'm watching. I'm watching him Naruto run after the, the, the girl says yes to him to the like to like the first date. <laughs> oh, oh, is he going to the homeless man now? Yes, yes, he is. <laughs> oh, are are they? Is he so happy? Just, just immediately hugs him. <laughs> Ichiban is perhaps the greatest protagonist in any video game I have ever seen. Are they dancing yet? <laughs> Good. This is just the game. This is just the... That's just the game, my guy. Um... I have done a bunch of side quests and side stories. That one included. I've done a bunch of mini games. They're all pretty good. Um, one is a crazy taxi, but you are an Uber Eats delivery driver on a bike. But you only get paid in tips, so you have to do cool tricks to increase your tip counter. Sure, yeah. Um, one of them is you are on a trolley and you have to photograph perverts. So that that way your pictures will get sent to the police and they can arrest the perverts. Is a pervert bounty hunter? No, it's pervert Pokemon Snap. <laughs> yeah, yeah, sure. Continue. Um, and then I got to the Sujimon League. Which is that, you... the, is that the Pokemon whole thing with... Yes, oh, because yes. they are men who make you feel monsters among men who make you feel super jittery. Hence, Suji Mon, which they admit is labored in game, so it's fine. <laughs> and the Suji Mon Sensei is there, and he's like, "Yes, you will travel across the land fighting many Suji Mon. This time, under the." wonderful world of Hawaii blessed by the sun and moon so do you know how many ever. times they say gotta catch them all <laughs> it is many <laughs> but once you unlock the Sujimon League you can recruit Sujimon which means that every encounter now has a chance of one of the enemies sticking around for you to give them gifts to bribe to fight for you in the underground fighting ring which is a completely different system and then you can fuse them into each other like freaking personas and when they go what happens to the other guys the tutorial says just don't think about it it's okay <laughs> So then you fight these perverts over other perverts while an announcer is saying things like, which Sujimon will come out with victory and which one will get sent to the glue factory? <laughs> they have type matchups and type advantages. What are the types? Uh, oh, it's just uh, nature, water, fire um, in a triangle and then light and dark, which are super effective against each other. Okay, okay, okay. There are 3v3 battles where your positioning matters. 
because your spread moves only hit the ones adjacent to you. So it's defensive to put them on the sides and offensive to put them in the center, but they will take the most damage from the one directly across from them. Uh, my characters are all level 20 and my Sujimon are all level 40. <laughs> <laughs> so maybe just a bit clear of where you're spending the most There's time. There's been a little bit of, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I've, I've put a little bit of time into this mode. Yes. Uh, my team currently consists of a man with a face that was described in game as unappealing and create a wrestler like, <laughs> which is perhaps the funniest and most directly targeted at me line I have ever read. A man posing as a statue, a guru who only wears underwear, who looks like master Roshi. Um, some guy with a Hawaiian shirt and a knife that I found. <laughs> um, a man who is wrapped in a sleeping bag that is green with the attacks um, tackle and spitting out his gum at you, which comes in a string like shot that lowers your speed. Yes. <laughs> and a man who is dressed like a coconut tree. This 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 sounds like the greatest game ever made. And this is just like a small subsystem of the actual game, right? Yes, this is completely unnecessary, except for the fact that you eventually unlock the Sujimancer job class, which lets you summon your Sujimon in battle. I have not unlocked the job system yet. <laughs> yeah, but when you do... When I do, that's oh, one hell man. of a spot power spike. <laughs> oh, it's okay. I'm hella overleveled. <laughs> I've been doing way too many side quests and stuff. I'm just like, yeah, I'll get trash out of the ocean. I will figure out how to make it rain and storms happen. Oh my god, I don't even have time to tell you about the saddest sub story that also involves adult babies. Okay. It sure. made me feel every single emotion all at once. I, I can imagine. Sure. <laughs> Fuck it. I'll, I'll tell it. I'll tell the whole fucking Please, sub story. You cannot just leave that. <laughs> so. Okay, okay, okay. This is the sub story. Let it snow. If you want to chill out for like five minutes, that's cool. But I gotta, I gotta go through. I gotta commit to the bit. We're two and a half hours in. Fuck it. I don't even care. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Go for it. Why not? All right. So there, you just find an old man who is demanding shaved ice with absolutely no flavor, but a lot of it. Okay. And he. And people are like, what the fuck? Okay. So he gets all of the shaved ice and he throws it in the air. And he goes, no, it's not good enough. You follow him around town doing this. And eventually he is barred from every shaved ice place. Because they're like, we don't want to sell shaved ice to you, you weird pervert. Stop. It is bad for business. Stop. And then you sit down with him and you're like, hey, man. 
what's with all that? I, I, I don't get it. He's like, oh, well, you see, um, I've been a uh, career employee. I've, I've worked my whole life through and I, I've just hit retirement. Unfortunately, um, my wife has a terminal illness and um, she doesn't have very long left. When we got married, our honeymoon was to Japan and she saw snowfall. And it was the most beautiful thing. And I promised her that we could go there again. And I worked my whole life toward it. And it's not fair. I should have done so much more. This should have been the time that we were spending together. So if I can grant her the ability to see snowfall one last time before she passes, then that, that would mean the world to me. And it just it doesn't look right. It wouldn't convince her. I just don't know what to do. And Ichiban goes, No, nah, man, I can't back out now. Oh, that's okay. I'll make it snow in Hawaii. You'll see. I'll do it. <laughs> He's like, thank you. You're from the place that made my wife the happiest. I have to figure this is destiny. He, he then passes by a mall, and a woman loses control of her baby carriage. Uh, the baby then goes down the street and Ichiban goes, it's okay. I'll save this baby. The baby carriage then starts doing sick drifts around corners as you have to chase it in a mini game while jumping over people <laughs> and veering past people in a linear chase sequence in order to get the baby. You rescue the baby and it is a full grown adult man dressed as a baby who is a Yakuza boss that you met earlier in previous games who is famous for being a man who dresses like a baby. And he's like, yeah, that's why I was doing all these sick drifts. There's no breaks in this. Can you bring me back to my nanny? It's time for milkies and nap. Be a pal. <laughs> but then the rest of his family, who is also dressed like adult baby, shows up and goes... Did you kidnap our boss? And he goes, no, I saved his life. Help me out here. And the boss is asleep because the drifting was too exciting and it's time for his baby nap. You then have to beat up his henchman and then he wakes up and he goes, you idiots, he saved me. I was taking a baby nap. And they're like, oh no. Oh, I'm so sorry. He's like, Damn, I am really thirsty. And then the man with the dying wife shows up and he goes, oh, Kasuga, how's it going? Have you figured out how to make it snow yet? He's gone. It's been a little bit busy, my guy. I'm so sorry. And she's like, oh, well, they say that she might not make it through the night. And he's like, we have a problem. The baby man is choking. We need to get him something. So Kasuka has to run over and buy him shaved ice from a nearby stand. Oh, no. And then he eats the ice and it's delicious, but some of it spills. And the diaper retardant creates a chemical reaction that was left on the floor that looks like snow. What? So then the baby man gets out of his stroller and he goes, you know, sometimes I'm a baby 
but now but we know when it's time to be a man <laughs> you know this is all fun and we're living our best lives and we love it but when another man's dream is on the line we can't back down we owe you so much ichiban come on we're going to make it snow in hawaii you then go to the man's house with his dying wife and his wife is fantastically voice acted. She is so sincere and weak as she goes on her deathbed saying that she does not blame her husband for anything. He has been the guiding light of her life. And because he worked so hard, she has never felt alone. She can die happy and fulfilled and in love truly. And then it starts to snow. Snow comes in and she goes, you're a magician. You're incredible. He goes, yeah, yeah, I did it. I made it snow in Hawaii. Cut to the roof. Ichiban is hucking diapers off of the top of the roof. And they're going, come on, we got to do it harder. Sir, we're running out of diapers. What we do? We'll go around buck ass naked. We'll tear the diapers off of our bodies if we have to. We're going to make this happen. Cut back. You've made my life so wonderful. Thank you so much. You see her flatline? Her hand falls. It is played with the utmost seriousness in life. He looks up and he goes, Thank you. Good night. Kisses her forehead. Well, Ichiban, looks like we did it. We made it snow in Hawaii. End. <laughs> I feel like tonal whiplash doesn't every do that emotion justice. I have ev every emotion that there is <laughs> all of it. I then unlock the baby man as a summon. That that's th th does he make it snow? Is it like a frosty buff? No, um, he throws a tantrum and it does earthquake damage. Uh, 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 okay. Because of his loud wailing. Wow. Okay. That. Good. I. Yeah. You, I have Go ahead. No Go ahead. I'm, I'm shell shocked. No, 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 no. Let, let me know what you felt when I started telling you about the dramatic story and I swapped to the baby carriage doing sick drifts. There, 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 there were like seven different points in that story where I felt like, oh, okay, well that that that's that's what he's talking about there. That that's the that that's the tonal whiplash, and it just kept going and going <laughs> and going. I don't have words to describe this game. <laughs> The, the discovery that the diaper retardant is, is but then having her dying as they're stripping their diapers off to keep the snow going <laughs> wow I gave Just you wow. all a fair pretense I felt like that that was a fair amount of warning of I felt every emotion at once this is going to take like five minutes no yeah what's the best way to get in uh, zero or like a dragon one Either or is a fine starting point. Um, like a Dragon will be generally goofier. 
and is RPG based gameplay. Zero is the combat based gameplay. Um, it is essentially the story is completely, completely straight and the side quests are super, super goofy. So it is your choice on how sort of distanced from the main plot you want all the Yakuza goofiness to be. But yeah, if uh, there are two starting points to the series and they are zero and they are seven, pick either one. It's just if you want Kiryu or Ichiban as your main protagonist, and if you prefer turn-based RPG or Shenmue combat, but good. <laughs> All right. Well, if that, if okay. that sell people on the game, I don't know what could. Uh, look forward to next month, where I also have nothing to talk about but, like, could drag an infinite wealth. Okay, future sight, yeah? Future sight, yeah. Future sight! Alright, and then I know the first story. Exactly. Uh, go ahead and talk. I got to go grab a package from the door real quick, so I'll be right back. You go for that. So, with all that good about Like a Dragon Infinite Wealth, I do have to report that it is, in fact, a $70 release. So it is pumped up. Same thing with uh, Persona 3 Re Reload. However, Like a Dragon Infinite Wealth does have a bit of a caveat, and that is that it locks New Game Plus and mid-game difficulty switching behind the Deluxe Edition slash DLC. This includes trophies, so you will be unable to get a Platinum trophy in Like a Dragon Infinite Wealth unless you purchase the more expensive version of the game. And look, I love this game. I love it to death. That is scummy. That is gross and bad. However... This is not necessarily something that should be like seen as a surprise, because this has actually been the case in Japan. This is new for localized territories. Uh, like a Dragon's original release, uh, the 2020 game, also had this feature, but only in Japan. When it was eventually brought over to the U.S., uh, it the full game was just sort of baked in as a sort of catch-all package, and that's always been the case with the Yakuza series. Um, this is proving that Sega sees the Yakuza franchise as incredibly financially successful from a global perspective, and that is why, because they're doing these simultaneous releases, that this scummy practice has gone on. Yeah, it's, it's an unfortunate aspect of... Uh... No, I can't even bullshit. I don't know what you're talking about. Uh, it, they... it sucks. I know what you're talking about. And that I, for how much right Yakuza is doing, that just... It does. Uh, I said that they did it in Japan for the previous game, but now it is worldwide that this policy hasn't been enacted. Ah, so as precedent now. It it does, yes. Sega, you're doing... You've, you've got a wholesome, terrifying gem on your hands there. What? <laughs> like, that, 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 what they're doing right here is the kind of thing I would expect to actually be a plot point in the game for how scummy it is. Oh, I'm sure at some point it will be. Don't worry about it. Uh, but yeah, a bit unfortunate. Yeah. 
Yeah. But I don't have much to say past that. So for something that we might have a lot or little say, this has been written as as much time as you want to discuss Power World. Oh, boy. Because <laughs> I have been interested to hear your thoughts on this game and where everything lies. And basically what everyone out there thinks of the game, what their opinion is, how their experience with it has been, because it is a fascinating conversation to have it's... when not on Twitter.com. Oh yeah, you just it, Twitter opinions don't count at this point. Like if, if you're getting any of your information from Twitter or Tumblr, just, just figure out your life, man. But anyway, ah, because a whole extra level of this is that I might care so much more if it was parodying anything that wasn't Pokemon. Just the fact that it's creating this timeline where Pokemon's never had such a proof of concept that if you just did anything, it had like any creative energy past the bare minimum, like so much can work. If you just kind of do something different. Well, see, that's the issue, because I actually think as a parody, it is the most effective Pokemon parody we've ever had. I would agree with that entirely. It, I, From a conceptual level, this is hilarious. I love it. It's, it's a simple and incredible statement on the fact of what you do with the Pokemon. You make them work in a factory. What happens if their sanity meter, which is called a sanity meter in-game, ends up running out where you can give them a vacation, you can treat them humanely, but that's not as effective as using them as cogs in the machine, and you can just butcher them and feed Pikachu Charmander's blood so that Pikachu can work better. And if you kill that Wolo, you can have coats, and those coats can keep your people warm. And you know what? You can actually capture human beings in the PAL spheres, and they're terrible. And they lose all autonomy as slaves. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. It's effective commentary where slavery is not only the point, it is easy and it is successful. Uh, I, I think my big hangups come from this is essentially a ripoff of arc survival evolved like there is a lot of similar gameplay mechanics to that kind of survival gameplay formats oh, with, oh without a doubt uh but it doesn't have the full multiplayer experience of like the, like the competitive tribes kind of deal that well yes has which prevents me from like from from the gameplay side of things to really get into it. Like if it had that, I could absolutely see myself losing hundreds of hours into this. Were this released wait, wait, like five years? Well, yeah, ago. but the idea of it is more just like a self-sustaining thing. It's like a Factorio or a classic Sim City. It's the idea of number go up, figure out how production go up further. I'll also Pikachu with gun. Yeah, but also like imagine like that whole like capturing people. If you could do that to like rival players and they have to escape it somehow, that that could be hilarious. Horrible, but hilarious. Mm -hmm. At the same time, it's become a game that's just impossible to talk about. And, and I will say, like knowing how like trick animation works, it's been accused a lot of outright ripping off Pokemon designs 
having looked at the meshes myself, it if you want a Pokemon to act like 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 a creature to animate like a Pokemon to have the same aesthetic, whether or not they're ripped off or not, it would be literally impossible to tell, because the way that you would design their models would be so close to each other that it's it's. Yeah, uh, from all the digging that I did, I did not find any things where they actually took the rig and just ported it one-to-one. With that said, did they 100% trace over someone else's work and sell it as their own? Oh, yeah. Yeah, but that... No no doubt. It's weirdly the points, which has... There's a lot of aspects where I just don't know how to feel about this game. Which celebrity traced over Bleach? Like, some celebrity's son traced over Bleach and put that as their own original comic. Or that one comic artist who made the, like... talking about. I think there was, like, a trucker series called Diesel, and it was just Stardust Crusaders traced over. Mm -hmm. Is it that? Yes. Um... How did this blow up so big? Uh, Very easily. Uh, The devs literally said, we added guns to the game because we thought Pikachu having a gun would appeal to Americans. And they were right. God, another reason that I can't... There's half of my heart is totally in favor of this game because some of the stories they've told about trying to make this game is hysterical. We didn't know what a rig was. We didn't have anybody with shooter experience, but we found somebody at a convenience store that was doing it as a hobby. So he joined the team. God, no, this is a ragtag group of people who really support AI art. Yeah, that that's... Now, there is no proof that it was used in this specific game. But they do, in fact, have a game called AI Art Imposter, where you have to guess which of these pieces of art was made by an AI. Which, in fact, would use scrubbing tools. Yeah, again, it's a game that is very hard to select. Because I'm I'm looking at the various designs in in the footage, and you can clearly see, like, okay, that's, there's, there's Gyarados. There, there, there's Lucario. That, if you put these designs up next to a Pokemon and ask someone who is not familiar which of these is a Pokemon, then you would be, I, I would assume, a 50-50% yeah, yeah. success rate. Definitely agree with that. As opposed to a Digimon. Agreed, agreed. Uh, and, and and again, the, it, there is a level of a low-effort parody spinning off of a low-effort series and being wild. These, the, the, there's a weird... I kind of love the narrative around it. <laughs> yes. No, it's It's hard for me to say because this is a game that I would never get into. Like, it has no shot of impressing me in any sort of way. I'm just not a survival guy. Mm-hmm. So it's very easy for me to pass any sort of judgment on this game to either go, oh, I won't play it, or oh, I don't care if I play it. 
and it's it's a moral line that a lot of people are going to have to make a decision on. My decision is just very simple. Mm. Of yeah, the get I I wouldn't play this game. It is just an utterly fascinating story, especially in the face of what is happening to the Western games industry right now. Yeah, yeah. Just a weird glimpse. I, I, I will say, I can't see this kind of thing having too many negative ramifications because it's the kind of punchline that I don't think lands nearly as well the second time. Right. No, I completely agree. That's why their next game is just ripping off Hollow Knight. Because <laughs> they're smart like that. They're seeing the ways to make money. And this is going to be a really popular thing that's going to make a shit ton of money. Yeah, this game has probably made more money than my top five favorite games combined. No, yeah. Some of mine are heavy hitters and I'd probably say the same thing. Is freaking Banjo Kazooie isn't relevant because it sold less than Croc. The entire games industry isn't relevant because it sold less than Pal World. Yeah, just it's it, it's it's an interesting case study of just like mm -hmm. how. I will be fascinated this. to see video essays on this in ten years from people who grew up with it. Mm -hmm. That will be incredibly engaging. But frankly, the Pokemon company has released a statement saying we have been informed of a game that has released in uh, January 2024. Because they definitely didn't know before then. Please stop telling us. We will further the Pokemon brand and find a world where every Pokemon is welcomed and part of their world. Well, wasn't there some that like... We want to make sure that we have the crafting care to make sure every one of our games is the highest quality they can possibly be. No, no, no. I they said every translation. No, they said right. every Pokemon and and each world is given love and care or some shit. Ah, okay, okay. But yeah, no, it's it's a surprisingly ambitious game. I find it a fascinating novelty of a game. We'll have to see if it has any sort of legs. Because I think it will for a small collective, but I also think that it will in the same way that Roblox has legs. Where there will be people who are very dedicated to this game, and then there will be the rest of the world. And sometimes you will hear about Roblox crossover like you will in Power World crossover. Or maybe it'll die, who knows? I I do feel bad because looking at the, the the true victim of this game was Ark Survival Evolved because watching that player number just plummet <laughs> right as they're trying to release Ark Survival 2 featuring Vin Diesel was just Ark's also a lazy game but like I don't know it's 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 just it's just fascinating that, that, that's it is. really the be all in all of it it is and I just want to say, like, what if you support Pal World? Good, you're allowed to. No, I don't if you, you don't my, my support Pal World, absolutely, you're allowed to draw those lines. I don't want to be at a point where I want to say you should have a hard moral stance, and I also don't want to be at the point of saying, well, 
if it doesn't matter, capitalism is evil. Whatever you do doesn't matter. So buy what you want. No. No, buy what feels right for you. And, like, don't defend the multi-billion dollar company. Yeah, but also don't get high on criticizing others for not following the same thing. This is not... Yeah. Also, don't be a dick. Yeah, this is not... Of the things to plant the flag on, this is not one that will help society. There's not enough enough of the consumers on a platform to be able to Mm -hmm. work one way or the other. Pokemon, in the grand scheme of things, is not that important. It can be that important to you, but on a world stage, it is not the broadest thing in the world. Random tangents. We're three hours into this anyway. Might as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't care. This got me thinking, just like, what's going to happen when, like, if this was, like, AI-generated kind of stuff... If AI hits a point where it can be argued that it has some level of sentience, what the fuck happens from that point forward with these sorts of games? At what point oh, well, is copying uh, inspiration? Well, at some point, there, people are going to have to stop making uh, money off of those AIs because uh, that's the slavery argument. But money, though... And we'll never want to get to a point where we have to give other people rights. This country hates that. God, that's the whitest thing I could say, isn't it? (laughs) I was about to say. Maybe he spends less time on Twitter. Ugh. I thought my feed is all like fan art. I'm like, oh, yeah, it's a picture of Kanji. Yay. Uh, so apparently, as much time as we want to discuss Power World is a lot. Want to move on to the next one? <laughs> With pleasure. Um, speaking of Nintendo, it will stop all online services for the 3DS and Wii U on April 8th. I thought this had already happened, but that was the eShop, The right? eShop, yes. yes. Okay. This is, if you ever want to play Mario Kart 8 Original or Splatoon 1, here's your chance. Mm-hmm. Oh, and, uh, and actually good multiplayer offerings like uh, Animal Crossing New Leaf or uh, Kid Icarus Uprising. Yeah, that was the one I was going to put out. This surprisingly fantastic multiplayer. I really enjoyed that. Yeah. One. Yeah, yeah. I, unfortunate, I, I hate that they're doing it, but I understand why. Yeah. Someone will eventually mod around it for the bigger games. But, like, just, I wish that wasn't necessary. Yeah. I hope the uprising multiplayer community is able to survive this and continue on. Because that's one where there's, like, no clear, direct analog to it. Mm-hmm. Maybe they could just fucking remake it already. Like Sacrifice they could, Strider couldn't said they? said that he wants to see happen. They could, couldn't they? My biggest upsetter is Monster Hunter. Like, the, okay. the, th- the 3DS one especially, Monster Hunter 4. There's, okay. There's some... Thankfully, it's also one that's 
I'm sure we'll have some third-party way of covering it later, but Capcom's been kind of stingy about that kind of stuff as well, so I don't know. I don't know. No, bit of a bummer, but what can you do? Yeah. But you want to know, you know, this lasted for several years, over a decade for something, but you want to know how you break new ground in this industry? is that you announce the start of your service, and in that same announcement post, you announce when it's going to end. Because Love Live School Idol Festival 2 has broken new grounds by announcing when it will be launching and its cancellation date several months later within the same post. Uh-huh. Oh! Okay, sorry, I'm looking for footage. It's it's the one, it's the one thing, where you press the different buttons to the rhythm. Exactly. We are excited to break the news to you that the global version of Love Live School Idol Festival Two Miracle Live is launching soon in February 2014. However, we also want to inform you that the global version will close its doors on May 31st, 2024. Okay, just out. What? I can't even come up with like a joke for that. What? We heard your demand. We got it in. You're all ready for three months. Is that profitable? Why? It's probably all of the profit that they would make from it. Or at least 95% of it. Just crunch the numbers and be like, nope, after this point, there's not enough people playing or buying anymore. Probably. So, why bother? You get it while it's hot. That That's all. I just... We live in a society. I wanted to share. That's so fascinating. <sighs> but this is just you know, a precursor to the society we live in. Because we are heading directly toward an incredible new event you know there's a term in boxing called a lalapalooza which is an incredible fisticuffs the amount of punches and kick not kicks the amount of punches that go on are incredible it is a festival of fisting but we are in a brand new era. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, the games industry has entered not the Lollapalooza, but the Layoff Palooza. Oh. I have this lovely image for you that I will share, which is the gaming industry layoffs since july of 2023 every dot on this image represents one person who has lost their job as everyone can see as i'm dragging this into frame that's just a black bar by the end of the diagram to give ideas we got them at riot we got them at Unity. We got them at Google and Twitch and Discord. Microsoft laid off 1,900 employees after its massive merger. That was the first wave. In January alone, 
5,900 jobs were removed, which is roughly 60% of the entirety of layoffs in all of 2023. By now, it is now closer to 6,300 plus. Yeah, and it it just keeps getting worse because this isn't just one company being super scummy and just being like, no, we got to cut all this for profits. This is an industry-wide just... I, I, I don't quite know enough to say parlance. I've seen people say it's because of overhiring from COVID and seeing like the huge numbers that spiked from that because no one from Broadway is home and was playing games. But, well, yes, it clearly is. And, you know, the big reason why we're seeing it so much with these uh, U.S.-based companies is because during COVID, you had uh, interest-free loans from banks to keep you afloat. So, so many companies went, get money now, figure out, make profit later, but people now. Mm-hmm. And now people now, too many people, no more interest-free loans. Now money just go down. How give money? Less people. Yeah. Yeah, so so it's tempting to like demonize specific companies, which you feel free to do. They've about, they've done plenty of things wrong, but the real mm-hmm. tragedy of all this is that for all of these jobs being lost, there's nowhere to go because it's yeah. industry wide, and it's an industry that now can just support less people. The, the university I go to has a pretty big game design program. It's what I was in the first time go around when I was there. And it, God, the the atmosphere from back ten years to now, mm-hmm. it's it's a fucking apocalypse movie, and just how grim everything is. Oh, I could imagine. And I, it's unfortunately probably not going to get like. Everyone is sort of doom and gloom around like AI tools and replacing jobs and all that. But another fact right. of the matter is that it's simply easier to do more complex things than it used to be. The amount of tools that we have gotten that allow for more fluid animations, more fluid artwork, like set pieces, landscapes, it's the process has become so streamlined that it also does just need less people. Yeah, and we're at a point where we're reaching critical mass in the industry with how AAA, quadruple A games are being made. The amount of time, the amount of resources, the amount of people that need to be on those games have been stated by those developers uh, pointing at Insomniac specifically in their leaked statements on Spider-Man 2. That's a just, Isn't it? It's just at a critical mass where throwing more people and more money at a project will no longer make it not just more profitable, but even better. The return on investment has reached the point where the bubble has burst. Games were seen for the past 10-15 years as this incredible new industry to enter into an untapped or very lightly tapped market that was outpacing film as the dominant entertainment moneymaker 
And we've reached as far as at least United States banking can allow it to go. Yeah. There's a temptation to try to throw out a, no, but this could be better, but this is, it's an unfortunate evolution of the industry currently. Like there's, there's still Mm -hmm. like indie game scenes I'm, I'm sure that some people that got let go could easily take their talents and be like, okay, you, 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 I know we're all good at this. Let's make this game together. But the indie game scene is also colossal as well, and it's so hard to get noticed there too. Yeah. There's such an incredible point of oversaturation in the market. And I, I don't know enough about the film industry to bring up its comparable point, because I know there is one. Yes, I... but I don't know enough about it to properly articulate anything about it or give any sort of specifics. But we do need to start looking toward other industries, and we won't because we have to make the money now. Mm-hmm. But games as a whole are going to get worse, and when they get worse, it will be better, and that'll be good. And um, if you're a Nintendo fan, you're fine. You <laughs> yeah. just have to deal with the fact that the company hates you specifically. Yeah, J- Japanese-based stuff is probably going to... Like, like Capcom's probably fine. Yep. But any, anything, anything here? Anything here? Anything by Embracer Group? Probably SNK, too. This is fun, isn't yeah. it? It's just a nice, feel-good episode. Isn't it? You want me to talk about the baby man again? A little bit, yeah. <laughs> uh, in the previous game, he force-fed Kasuga a bottle of milk as a reward. As a reward? Like a quest yeah. reward? Yes. And that that let them become pound mates. (laughs) Oh, it's for the side game. It's a a side story. Yeah, don't worry. Don't worry about it. It's all good. Uh, Why don't I just get all the negative ones here out of the way first? I see that you've spliced them out for some kind of Yakuza juxtaposition. Yeah, exactly. Just knock out like the Rocksteady stuff. No, because that one's funny. Fair, fair. I think like most of these are funny, except for the Blizzard one, because uh, the, the Blizzard's Blizzard new one is ironic as hell. Oh yes, Blizzard's new president under Microsoft is Call of Duty GM. How do I pronounce his name? Johanna, Johanna Ferris. Her. Her Johanna Ferris. Wow, wow, fuck that up. Yeah. Uh, like... I'll be perfectly honest. I'm just glad Kodak is gone. I'll complain about this in like a year or two, but uh, yeah, Kodak is gone with more profits than Duh, most studios make. Just let make. me enjoy that he's gone. I don't want to accept the. Re- <laughs> uh. No, stay mad. Continue staying mad. 
I, I, I'm so tired. There is Damn, we feel real th good. Th th there's a funny side story to this. Um, the canonical name of the Diablo Three Crusader is Johanna. So there's a lot of people comparing this to a, like, Crusades, but like the actual historical, what Crusades were. Just like, oh yeah, we're yeah. a religious zealous journey to get as much money as possible. Blunder of the Holy Lands. No, I'm tired. I'm tired. I am too. You know what I'll never be tired of? Yoko what? Taro's bullshit. Yes, thank you. <laughs> because uh, there was recently a Nier Automata orchestral concert in Los Angeles. And, you know, everyone attended. Yoko Taro was there. Composer was there. Uh, Kira Buckland, Kyle McCarley, voices of 2B and 9S were there. And uh, they did a little something which was called Add Post Game Lore to This American Concert. Which would be crazy. But what would be crazier is if I told you that it involved newly voice acted uh, dialogue of 2B and 9S going to a church. And having an event and a crisis of moral faith there. Which was what happened in the prior fake story of a secret area being discovered in Nier Automata that we reported on Wait, years what? ago. They actually took that? and They took it? the concepts of them and made it canon. I... In a concert in Los Angeles. I love Yoko Taro. I, I I love him. That's 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 the start of the thought. That's the end of the thought. <laughs> you can likely find it all online, but yeah, just in order to get the full scope of Nier Automata, you now have to have attended that Los Angeles concert while also having attended the Yorha Boys stage play in Japan near the game's release while have also been playing the game and Drakengard 3 and the first Nier and the remake of the first Nier as well. This, this is like Kingdom Hearts plot bullshit if it was good. I, I am I am 100% yeah. down and I cannot wait to see what he comes up with next. <sighs> oh man. But you know, Yoko Taro's a pretty crazy guy. You know, he could come up with all sorts of things. Like they found that secret in uh Automata where years ago, if you did a very specific series of inputs in the first room that took about five minutes, you could get to the end of the game instantly. But what if we cut that out? What if simply upon booting the game, you got 100% completion and beat the game? What if that was all it took? Yoko Taro is not brave enough to answer that question. But Rocksteady, but Suicide Squad killed the Justice League. They are ready to answer that question. And what happens is that your early access gets pulled uh, one hour after it launches because uh, they're forced to pull Suicide Squad killed the Justice League's early access servers offline one hour because of a bug that automatically finishes the game for you. Having worked QA before, how the fuck does that get through? That is... uh, it gets through because they sent out zero review copies. 
I... So this was the only early access foot things that they had to fulfill. I, I... It, it, it's it's the same song and dance beating a dead horse, but it, it feels bad. Seeing what's happened to Rocksteady. Yes, but also I didn't like Arkham Knight. Yeah, but was it this? No, I don't wish this on anyone, but this is the games industry. I don't wish the games industry on anyone. Have you seen, like, the story spoilers? I'm not going to say them in case anybody cares, but, like, the story spoilers of what happens to the Arkham Batman. Oh, no, I don't watch art. Okay, okay. Yeah, I play Kirby games instead. Maybe, maybe, maybe skip over that. There is nothing that makes me want to do it more than maybe skip over that. That sounds great. Uh, it would be a conversation next time. Oh, it would be a conversation. Oh, man. Podcast content. Hell yeah. yeah. yeah it's, it's that would those... so be playing some Game Boy game or whatever shit that I do. <laughs> it's, it's one of those train wrecks where it's like, wow, that sucks, but you also just can't look away. Just the journey that game's gone through. I've also seen people say that Playmate's actually okay, but after everything else and just how oh, derivative I'm... it looks, I couldn't i'm sure it's fine i'm sure rockstay is a fine company i don't think it's going to be worth a seven-year dev cycle which came after a canceled two-year dev cycle which came after a canceled one-year dev cycle because rockstay has been working on this since what 2017 yep there's, there's a lot of that going around the game industry right now just yeah, a lot of uh, honestly, media industries in general, people being in charge that don't quite just understand being in charge. They, they get money. Yeah, too many numbers, guys. Too many money. Chase the trends. Get the monies. Oops, Last of Us multiplayer is going to be too expensive. Better remaster every other game two or three times to make up lost costs. It's the same old song and dance. I don't know what music is. What the fuck was that? It's a song. I think that's from. I. It was in Guitar Hero. I don't fucking know. Oh, oh, okay. I don't. I've played like two minutes of Guitar Hero. I I don't like fretting. I don't, I don't like the. I don't like. It's this too much for my brain. I'm, I'm an idiot. I couldn't beat Void Stranger. You remember? <laughs> After this long, I'm having struggles. No, don't don't worry about it. But speaking of things that have taken a long time, yet have had an immeasurable impact, Fate Stay Night Remastered is releasing this year for the Switch and Steam, which is the first time that this original VN will be put uh, officially allowed in English. This is a uh, remake and remastering of the Vita release of it, which had some remastered scenes and uh, removed the hentai scenes. Ah, okay. 
Uh, I didn't get very far into Fate Stay Night. I played the English translation long time ago, and I think I got to about the point where Shiryu is allowed to go, nah, I don't want to do this, and he leaves and he gets killed by a small Russian girl and her giant friend. And I was like, that's about the peak of content. And then two side characters came up and said, hey, you died. This is how you could not die. Maybe if you don't reject the entire fucking game, you won't die. This is our helpful advice. But I say this because Fate is a massive franchise. Absolutely insane. Impenetrable. Know nothing about it. I had never heard of it until this moment. You didn't hear about fate. You didn't hear about girl Arthur Pendragon, freaking Queen Arthur, but she's a girl, and also everyone else from mythology is also a hot girl. I, I, you could collect them, you, you, except for Gilgamesh. Gilgamesh is just a simp, but also very rich. I, 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 you could describe the. You're describing like forty different pilots of anime, premises of anime. No, no, I'm just describing fate. I'm very confident in that. All right. I like Ketsukodal. She likes wrestling. It's just. Gosh, th this sounds like something that would have been so up my alley right until the second to last design decision that was made with it. And it was just a hard plummet. You know this? It, it's where uh, people die when they are killed is from. I don't know what that is either. Uh. I'd, I'd apologize, but I don't know if I should be. <laughs> All right, and that's been a good episode, everyone. Thank you very much uh, for the final episode of this series. Uh, I am going to take a short walk off a long pier. How does one take a short walk off of yourself, though? That's yours. Just the, you figure it out. <laughs> ah, well, he's gone. Okay, I guess it's, I guess this is a solo act now. Uh, what was next on his list? Oh, that was dramatic back. timing. <laughs> I hit a button. <sighs> no, no, we're stuck with each other, much like. The way that Sonic the Hedgehog will always find his friend, Shadow the Hedgehog, as Sonic X Shadow Generations has been announced for Autumn 2024. Is, is this a good... Is this a bad... I have not been keeping up with Sonic anything forever. Uh, Sonic fans will tell you that it is a bad. Uh, I like it. So I will tell you that it is a good because I like it visually. The trailer was very cool when they did a bunch of shadow things. I did... Like, my, my entire perception of this franchise has been just utterly ruined, or improved, depending on arguments, by the fan dub stuff. Like, it's just Do you know how much overwritten. I... Black Doom is in this game, and I am so excited for that reason. Exactly. Yes. All right. We're on the we're on the same wavelength here. 
I could not give less of a shit about Black Doom before, but now that I see him up and my first thought is immediately, hey, hey Shadow. What's up? God! It's me! Damn it! <laughs> it's tagged as LGBTQIA plus on Steam? Oh, yeah! I don't know if I'll buy it, but I I cannot wait to see the further ripples that my corrupted vision of this franchise has become. Oh, I might. Generations is a great game anyway, so I don't think it I don't think it needs any sort of remake. I think that uh, giving accessibility to a game like Unleashed would be a much better call than the game that is already being sold on Steam and can still be accessed on modern platforms. Ooh, will this but be the one of those sh- cases where it overwrites the previous one and you have to buy that? Is this a Warcraft? I don't know. I, I can't remember because I don't think Mania did that. I can't recall if Colors did that or if Colors had any availability I, prior. I, I think I remember complaints like that around Colors. I'm not sure, though. I, I, I don't recall. I did not care enough about Colors to do it, which is weird because of how much I enjoy Generations. But yeah, I like Colors. Colors, but I like Generations. Yeah, it's a uh, very similar gameplay style. All right. It it's the evolution of Colors' gameplay style okay. into probably okay. the last version of it that was released. Yeah. Except maybe Forces, but we don't know. I forget Forces exists. No, Fist Bump was a really good I'll forget, song. Forget again in minutes. Mm-hmm. No, it's great. It has infinite, the edgiest boy. Oh yeah, he cut through a knife because he's the sharpest of blades. Just didn't have enough of those yet. Voiced by Liam O'Brien. It's so good. How can he Illidan even harder? Um. Well, maybe we can ask Hideo Kojima. Because he showed off Death Stranding 2, which will release in 2025. Uh, I have written a summary of everything I saw. <laughs> Space Baby Samurai Rebirth Stop Motion Navi Hands Guitar Railgun featuring normal Redis. I'm not going to play that game. I can't. I'm so happy to be back in the cycle of Death Stranding trailers. Yes! God, the guitar riff, lightning, axe blade, versus baby, laughing of. God, I, I, I feel like let's ask Hideo Kojima is just something I want to do in any situation, just to see what happens. I yes, the insight would be good, but I'd be fascinated by whatever. He comes yeah, up keep with. him off of stages at trade shows and award shows and keep him on whatever shit he's been on for years. Exactly. Gosh, that uh, shout outs. To, oh, that puppet. I the animation style of reducing the frames. So smartly done. I hate it. I it's saying, but in that kind of like hate, love, ne- ne- negative Jello apocalypse score. Very yeah. high. I would love it more if I knew that it was going to be anything more than nothing. 
because I am sure that it is nothing, but it will pretend to be something and will give me something to think about before ultimately becoming nothing again. That 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 is Kojima, yeah. Yeah, he is an innovator, much like Atlas, the company behind Persona 3 Reload, which, first of all, sold a million copies. Like, congratulations to it. Very strongest start for the entire series. So well done to it. But uh, for initial sales, yeah. Oh, all right. Yeah, it's picked up. But, uh, of course, they are innovating in the music department here. Because uh, they don't do MP3 files for their soundtrack releases anymore. No, no, no. Because that would that would imply that you have any ownership of the music. Like you could put it somewhere. That'd be awful. So see, Persona 3 Reload's digital soundtrack is instead a .exe file that opens Atlas's own music player that you have to stay tabbed into. And if you tab off of it or alt tab off of it. It will stop playing the music. Well, I mean, yeah. Yeah. How how else are you supposed to do it in this modern day? How else can you enjoy Lotus Juice's rapping unless you give it your full attention at every second? Exactly. How much can you bear to listen to that butchered version of Mass Destruction and not understand every little bit of its gravitas? Yeah, I just, 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 just get the MP3s off of YouTube. You can do it. Atlas can't stop you. They can't, but they sure can try for the people who would buy it for money. Because why do you want, why would you encourage people to buy things with money? It's so much better to exploit them and push them to not spend any money at all. Exactly. This is a great long business model. Atlas knows that it is the great pirate era right now, and they are encouraging people to take to the seas. Atlas is bravely walking up to the gallows, as Goldie Roger did. You want my treasure? It's yours. You just have to find it. (laughs) And then Lotus Juice just in the background going, yeah, find the treasure. Yeah, yeah, find the treasure. Find the depths one piece. That's that's pretty great. <laughs> this is a long episode. This is gonna get even worse. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm just imagining Goldie Roger and right next to him, friggin' Scratch Man a poo, <laughs> just writing the rap as he goes up the gallows. <laughs> uh, I think anything would be funnier if you just add Scratch Man a poo to it. Alright, baby, it's Brooke. He's skeleton. He's going to ask you what your panties look like. Yeah. <laughs> One piece. <laughs> <sighs> We're almost there. 
Divorce. Yeah, we're getting there. We're, we're living. We're doing it. We'll let you escape soon, dear viewers, I promise. But first, yeah, I'm gonna do mine. I'm gonna do mine. I only have one thing. Only one thing I cared about. Yes, please, please go for it. So just, just continuing the theme of Blizzard shitting the bed so badly that other creators are coming in to just use their editors and be like, you know what? No, we don't. We don't need Warcraft Three Reforce. We got Warcraft Three Reforce back at home, and we can just make it ourselves. What if we did the same thing with Two, even? And it's actually a very impressive fan project. It's called Warcraft Chronicles of the Second War. Which essentially takes the campaigns of the uh, Warcraft 2 games, which for anybody that knows about it, those are very old games. Very by the books, by the numbers. Doesn't doesn't age very well. But the mm -hmm. Mad Men actually took the effort to be like, okay, no, we're, not just, we're not just, wow, English. We're not just going to do this one-to-one. -one. We're actually going to remake this in the RPG style of the third game. So, like, leveling up heroes, having side quests, finding items to improve your heroes that you can carry on for later areas. Mm -hmm. And it's kind of seamless. Good. Like, they, they, they try to, um, to do their own, like, fan voice acting while trying to stick to the kind of really crushed sound bites of Warcraft 2. Mm-hmm. And boy, do they try! <laughs> oh, good. Like, I, I don't figure know if out I how to get on these good, mods, but I love it so much. Like, it's just full on. Just trying to do like the. I, I can I even do the, just like the whole we be happy to. Just the kind of really like really goofy kind of sound of the really old orcs, but much gravelier than my voice can go. Yeah, and it's it's. <laughs> It's horrible, but I can't get enough of it. Good. Good. And they, like, add, like, additional maps in into it because Warcraft's lore has just got its Warhammer levels of... You, you have to commit to a part-time job and buy a library's worth of books to understand it. But they're actually mm -hmm. taking advantage of that and being like, okay, now, yeah, these three things happened at the same time. Let's actually make missions surrounding them. And that's really cool. Nice. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's, it's a nice silver lining in being a Blizzard fan all my life that at least the community has effectively just taken over the IP from the owners. And they'll never be able to take it back because the editor's already out there. Ha -ha. Yeah. Yeah. Right. No, it actually sounds cool. Like, that might be the one way that you get me to... Uh care about warcraft 2 it's it's i i haven't bought it yet because it's through the warcraft 3 reforced clients Doesn't oh never die. mind yep there you go <laughs> wow had me in the door and immediately out you grandpa simpsoned me real fast on G that G one give it some time they'll figure out a way to get around that too they did with starcraft they'll do it here okay all right that's fair yeah I have a couple more stories that cropped up, like, I don't know, Disney investing $1.5 into Epic Games. Ah, uh, like, if which, only you had, like, maybe, maybe bought a company in the past that had made some phenomenal games centered around a beloved friend, Star Wars, maybe, 
and you just had those still around. This would be a great time to have really invested in the future and the past. Well, see, this is the funny thing, because right now the only collaboration uh, announced with Fortnite is Disney Experiences in the Future and Avatar. That is the only thing that has put, like, any sort of pen to paper. The other thing that you can do is now you can watch Disney movies in Fortnite. Well, that, that, that's not true. They also introduced the plot of Episode Nine in Fortnite. Well, yes, they did that, but that was a one-time thing. This is now the fact that Disney Plus is doing so poorly that they have to buy Fortnite real estate in order to get people <laughs> to watch Disney movies. Uh, I mean, they could just make good shows. I just think it is so funny that Disney's real estate ventures and streaming ventures have both failed so spectacularly that they will purchase digital real estate in order to show people their movies and increase brand. Which avatar? Blue. The blue one. The, the one you don't care about as much. The one that Disney owns. For now. Yes. I don't know. Paramount's a pretty big house, so. I think that's decently secured for right now. Yeah, we, we, we can hope. We can hope. That is so funny, though. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm being dismissive, but that is so funny. <laughs> yes. Um, let's see. Weirdest thing, just for me, uh, Game Boy Color and GBA Yu-Gi-Oh! games will release on Steam as Yu-Gi-Oh! The Early Days Collection. Sure. Are they good? No! No, I played the G- I played Dark Duel Stories when it came out. It's shit. But it's so funny that it exists. Because those early Yu-Gi-Oh! games, the card game's rules weren't established yet. So they were just making shit up. I get to introduce a whole new generation of the concept of card parts. So you can fuse a tomato head on a puppet body and hope that it has good attack points. But if it's the dream attribute, it will instantly lose to a shadow monster. Sure. <laughs> Are you going to pick it up? Yeah. All right. So it'll this have is stupid. I love it. At least one sale. Right. Great. Content. Content. <laughs> and then uh, just a fun story. So you remember how. Uh, wow, this is a way of transition. Fun story. You remember how Mike Z was removed from the schoolgirls team and that whole company because of, you know, sexual harassment things. Yes. It's kind of hard to, they, they, there's so many of them that it's hard to pin a name. Yes, but, yes. Uh, you know, the Skullgirls team and how that rebounded. Well, Mike Z uh, voiced a very beloved character in it called the Soviet Announcer, which was like a regular fighting game announcer, but filled with Soviet Russia jokes. Which and it was funny. aged tremendously well. It, yes, but they're bringing it back. But would you like to guess who they got to be the Soviet announcer? Justin Roiland. Gary Schwartz. Who, if you do not know, 
is the voice of famous character heavy weapons guy from Team Fortress 2. Okay. Marked improvement in every way. They have taken the joke and brought it back to be the funniest thing that it could possibly be. <laughs> Glorious. That's all. That's the news. Games coming out this month include Final Fantasy VII Rebirth, Holy Shit, Persona 3 Reload, it's already out, I'm sure it's good, I'm not getting it yet, I have a lot of games to play. Mario vs. Donkey Kong, wow, that was fast for it coming out, not gonna pick it up. Um, Skull and Bones, for real? <laughs> Suicide Squad, Kill the Justice League, for real? Tomb Raider 1 through 3 remastered and Star Wars Dark Forces remastered. That last one's neat. I'm not going to pick it up, but I'm glad it exists. Yes. God, That's I, that. I wish I had the nostalgic ties to Final Fantasy 7 Rebirth to be excited for it. Just like, wow, that's a lot of effort. Wow, this is a love letter. This yeah. was nine, maybe, but not seven. I might I might be just waiting for the trilogy to come out, but I'm super curious for Rebirth. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't wait to see what other people play. Yeah. Uh here's here's a bet. Which lasts longer, Skull and Bones or Suicide Squad? <laughs> uh I think through its nature of being a co-op game, Skull and Bones will have longer legs. Well no, Skull Suicide Squad is too. It's Suicide it's Squad Yeah, Suicide Squad is always online. Ah, uh, sure, 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 Ah, uh, God, that's actually really hard. I think Skull and Bones has more novelty behind it. I think Suicide Squad's a little too cookie-cutter, third-person shooter vibes that 70,000 games in the last five years has been. Mm -hmm. Although there is the fact, I, I, again, how Batman ends in that game might get some staying power like kind of just people are gonna be mad about that game for a very long time and that has a habit of keeping games in the news cycle i think suicide squad lives longer i think skull and bones has a longer news cycle because it's going to be sued by an entire country for years <laughs> <sighs> Alright, you working on anything? Uh, complex numbers. Vectors. I need to figure some stuff out. Like, maybe opening up my scripts for viewers to comment on it. Because my traditional method of making content just is not working alongside school. It takes too oh, I get it. long. I get you. Uh, is there anything I'll have out this week? Week? Month? I'm not. I, 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 I can't promise anything. I've, I've worked maybe like four hours this last month on anything content related. Mm -hmm. 
and most of that has just been deleting and rewriting scripts. I'm in a weird case where going back to college and, like, having to, like, shift how I write things has been changing up a lot of how I write videos. So nothing really feels right right now. Might be mm -hmm. a bit of a metamorphosis trying to figure out what I want to do with content moving forward. But stay tuned. I'll get there eventually. It's just an adjustment period. Awesome. Um, I'm still working. Might have a video out this month. Might not. Um, I assure you I am working. I just went through several dozen archived game FAQs topics for research. Okay. Uh, the, these had 500 posts each, archived in 50 post blocks. Uh, I'm very tired. <laughs> I'm very tired. 500 each of how many? Sorry? Dozens. Okay. So these are like fake eyes that you've placed in your skull right now, and... <laughs> oh yeah 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 no, no no there's google there's little springs attached to each of them <laughs> so they they come out and they say hello uh but i do have an important announcement for everyone here we very excited um i am turning 30 at the end of this month i will grow old and i will die immediately on the spot that, this is if, indeed how it works exactly um to celebrate that uh, I would open your schedules for February 22nd, 23rd, and 24th. Each of those days on the Design 4 channel, I will be streaming for roughly 12 hours. And in those 12 hours each, I will be doing 10 games. One game from every single year I have lived. I have about a dozen guests lined up for this. I will be swapping games constantly. This guy is here for the tail end of it. Somehow you got all stuck on the last day. That's... I was late into the video game scene. There's not a lot of nostalgia for older titles besides some really weird PC. Yeah, that's odd. So, if you want to hang out, if you want to have a fun time, that is great. Uh, I will be opening up channel memberships shortly for it as well, where you can vote on a couple of things, get a preview of what kind of games are going to be in it. I'll have an official announcement probably within the next week or so, so that people can get all ready for it. And uh, if you join channel membership now on Design 4, uh, I have my full plans for all the video releases this year all lined up there. Yeah. So if you want to see that, uh, my channel membership is like three bucks, I think. So, and if you don't want to do that, that's cool. That's fine. But please come see me become old and see people who are more talented than me talk with me about video games. It'll be a good time. I've I've seen what you have lined up, and there's some there's some real fun stuff in there. I, I think so. Good. Yeah, I'm really happy with it. I need to make sure that my computer is in good working shape. So that's going to be my major focus for the next slightly less than two weeks. Yeah. All right. Yeah, All right. Look forward to. I certainly. All right. That is that. Thank you, everyone. Uh, bonus stage. Yeah. Welcome to bonus stage. Okay, it's been a hot minute since we've done one of these. Last couple of episodes. 
Which, yeah. hilariously, this has gone on longer. But I I feel like we're at the point where it's just like, might as well keep going. Yeah, I'm, I'm feeling good. Vibes. Let's roll. Um, I think I think you've started the last couple of ones. I'll, I'll, I'll go first this time. I actually have a choice for once. I'm, get, I'm getting uh, on oh. this trend. Do you want me to talk about very wholesome childhood nostalgia? Or sheer utter degeneracy. Now I'm concerned because I was going to bring sheer utter degeneracy. And if it's the same thing, that that's gonna be, be really, really funny. funny. That would be hilarious. What are the initials of the thing that starts with degeneracy? Double H's. <sighs> Go to the other one. We're going to talk about that in just a second. Yes. I'm so happy I get two for one sale. Oh, that's. that's... I saw it because they said, oh, I see it in Piers timeline. I'm like, honey, that's not my timeline. I went, I have a feeling that this is going to be really funny. God, I... okay, okay, okay. Well, this is bad, though, because I assumed that you would pick Degeneracy because that's the obvious choice, so my notes were mainly for the other one. But, okay, let me talk about We'll get there. We will fucking get there. All right, let's go. Yeah, so, uh, growing up, big, big book series of from early middle... No, not not early. Late elementary school, just throughout my grade school, was the Percy Jackson books. Do you know anything about these books? Uh, I know that he steals lightning. Okay. Okay. Premise, then, I guess would be the place. Uh, yeah, it's, it's, a, it's the Olympic gods, right? Yeah, uh, Olympic gods in modern times. It kind of, uh, I don't want to call it the next Harry Potter, but a very similar structure of uh, young kid growing through life, series grows with its audience and becomes slowly more mature as it goes along. Uh, mm-hmm. very addictive structures such as, okay, the, the the kids' powers are determined by which Greek god was their immortal parents. So you got, like, Camp Half-Blood, where all of the demigods come together, and you got the Hephaestus kids over there having powers over fire and stuff. You got the Zeus kids. Oh, kid. The, too much to This is on. just Disney's descendants. Kind of. Yes. Really. Honestly, probably. Probably in Sparta, to be fair. Frank. But... Very simple, easy to get invested in premise like that, just because it actually gets you... Oh, how do I... Sorry, I've been talking for... This has been very long. My brain is having a struggle to keep up. That's fine. It, it, like, it, I'm revving up for the next one, so... Yeah. For, for, for middle school kids, it's a very easy, just put yourself in their shoes. Okay, which, which Greek god is your parent? Which powers do you have? Yes. Very simple adventure stories that get, get your get, just sink their teeth into you. Uh, this show that just came out, it's a, a the second attempted adaptation of these book series. And the first one is it, it's bad, but in like a funny way. Like it, Right, I was so told it was an intensely books. okay young adult's movie series by which i mean it's bad but there's something to it yeah it 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 doesn't really capture the charm and goes for i compare it to like the last airbender movies but with slightly more coherence and like there's still a plot to be had there it's just there's just nothing connected to how things worked in the original books 
And so a lot of the magic is lost, but it's kind of just an an acid trip. I, I, I don't know. It's weird. You it's can't chaotic. compare something to the last Airbender movies and go, there was something good there. If there was something good there. You can say that about anything. <laughs> uh, but anyway, those movies were a bit of a mess. So th- for this time around, the, the original creator, Rick Riordan, wanted to make sure that he had massive creative say over what was going on in the show. And it is some of the most one of the most fascinating uh, word, what's the word, when you take something and adapt it to, I guess, adaptation. Adapta- wow! <laughs> when you take something and you adapt it. Okay. <laughs> we are doing fine. This is a good episode. When, when there's an adaptation that the creator still gets to be involved in and seeing how much their view of, I think it was the first book he ever made, has changed since then, a 20-year gap. Mm-hmm. And being able to see how he wants the story, like how his storytelling just preferences have changed. Uh, I think it's a pretty good adaptation, honestly. I It's interesting seeing how... What's that it, word again? Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> Just, just seeing him go back and be like, you know what, there's this point where Percy traps a monster and just kind of walks slowly over and chops the monster's head off. That's mm-hmm. kind of sadistic looking back on it, so maybe let's not do that here. Or, you know what, this this, th- this one enemy here was kind of just played for shock value in that alone, but what if we kind of make, try to make more personal story? Because Greek mythology is kind of fucked up, and what if we showed some like consequences of that like it's interesting mm-hmm. seeing him like his abilities evolve, writing abilities evolve there at mm-hmm. the same time it's so funny being able to look at a decision and be like no nah, man i think you had it the first time around yeah 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 that puts me in a weird place where i don't quite know how to feel about the show positive sides first i think the characterization is immaculate for the core cast like the mm-hmm. main friend group of percy annabeth grover the adaptation uh, i'm gonna i'm gonna be cringing every time i say that word now <laughs> but taking a book from that was told from a single character's perspective and taking advantage of that in a show where you can move between multiple perspectives they really take advantage of that and actually make it more of a uh, an equal uh, screen time kind of developing each of the characters more thoroughly, whereas in the first game it's from Percy's perspective, so obviously he's front and center and he gets the most development. And I really mm-hmm. like that. It's a one of the uh, advantages of having an adaptation like that. Uh, comparison they make is like Last of Us, but mm-hmm. Last of Us, the casts they focus on were decentralized from the core cast, so they kind of left Ellie and Joel underdeveloped. But here, right. all of them are traveling together, and you're just kind of switching between whose perspective it is. And that's okay. great. I really, really like that. Uh, surprisingly good child actors. Like, impressively so. Your like, child actors have been on the rise lately. Like, in the past really? ten years, yeah. child actors have stepped up their game. Good work, children. You are so much better than you were years ago. Indeed. <laughs> You look at your parents, and you can go, I'm better than you right now. 
Hey, do that right now. See what happens. Absolutely. You could also put a like on this video if you're seeing it, uh, promote it on the podcast. If you're in the chat right now, you can hit that heart in the chat that annoys me because I can't see the last corner of the bottom message. But like tons of hearts right fucking now. Let's go. I'll see that in like three seconds. Uh, absolutely glorious. But yeah, I also think they have for the most part, done a really good job of translating the the vibes and the world of this thing. Because it's literally just, okay, Greek gods are alive and well right now, and they just exist inside humans. It's <laughs> not even the hearts that's getting spammed. Yes! Let's go! Oh, I love our viewers. <laughs> but yeah, it's just very lovingly crafted. I appreciate that. Uh, you can tell it was a book writer that was heading this show. Because it's like 70% like, fuck, words, 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 exposition. Adaptation. Exposition. Close. Four syllables. Got it. Starts with a vowel. Yeah, because like, a huge part of the lore of the original book was the the kids running into some creature from Greek myths and having to like remember and learn like okay yeah Medusa how, she turns people to stone how do you beat that oh wait reflective surface we got the reflective surface we can do this why are you talking like they're an Italian family <laughs> what do you do Greece, we got Italian we got to get the reflective surface Rome. no no leave the cannoli get the mirror <laughs> in this show the the pacing of it kind of just makes it so they all know how to beat the things before we get to the things, and it's not as fun, but I get it. Pacing, exposition, it's important. I don't know. I, I am... It left me happy, which few adaptations are able to do. I, I, it's definitely better than the movie in terms of like, oh yeah, this is just Percy. I have a mental image for him now. That's Percy. Perfect. Love it. Definitely. De Man, the, the fact that I know what we're talking about later is just making me want to drop <laughs> this and talk about that instead. And my brain's mm -hmm. just futzed because of that. Okay. But it's okay. You know what we're talking about later. You can say fucked. It's okay. I'm sorry. Let me, let me redo that. Oh, it's okay. You can say fucked. There we go. There we go. Continue. Well, yeah, but when you're there's kind of a proof of concept that it hits a limit where it's just like, okay, you're not just saying it to say it. You gotta spread out a little bit. Have a bit of a greater grammar. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Good adaptation. Want to see more of it. Also want them to fix their problems with it. Can we please talk about Hasbin Hotel? We absolutely can talk about Hasbin yes! Hotel. Which is a shame because I was like, I am ready to be cringe. And I've been wanting to say I'm good to be cringe all day. And you've robbed me of that. Ah, <laughs> uh, What? What? Uh, I've never had a show that I enjoy so much and feel like I absolutely cannot recommend to anybody. Oh, there's a lot of people I can recommend it to. Uh, namely, if you like musical theater right now, this is probably much better than any given Broadway show you're going to see right now. Broadway is currently filled with a pop sound that does not work for it and does not harken back to things. Ever since uh, 
Hamilton, really. And no shade to Hamilton itself. I think it is overly long, but I think it's act two really sticks the landing. And I think that that's really solid. And the musical composition is very nice and probably one of the better realized of Lynn's soundtracks. Um, but due to that and due to the success of things like Dear Evan Hansen, you've gotten a very poppy sound in Broadway. This is much more classical while still keeping a sort of off-Broadway vibe that things like Heathers and Mean Girls popularized. Mostly Heathers. What am I talking about? Not Mean Girls. Fuck Mean Girls. That's like one good song. Anyway. You get that sort of attitude with more of a classic Broadway musical style. So if you are theater kid, you probably have already seen this. <laughs> I, I'm I'm thoroughly impressed by how successful that show has been. Like, I, just imagine like making weird web series, and your career moving up to the most watched animated show on Amazon Prime. Good That's for them. Point. Yeah, absolutely. Gosh, I don't know how to start this now. I wasn't planning on this being shared. Oh, I could. Oh, I can start it absolutely. Because I could start it with I saw the first five minutes of this and my thoughts were why is her mic so bad compared to the other girl followed by "Ooh, they took that take i wouldn't have taken that take followed by wow this is a really good well composed song why is it like this what what is this dialogue god they can't write a song that isn't just some character bullshit that needs to curse and swear the cursing does not add to the song but they're trying and the music and the actual singing is excellent followed by wait they fixed their her mic what the fuck why does it sound fine now are we talking about the pilot or the actual show currently? The actual show's first episode. Because for some reason, Vaggie's, like, first scene, her mic is noticeably lower quality than Charlie's. Isn't that just kind of how she talks, though? No, because it's fixed afterward. Like, she... I was listening to that, and I was like, oh, she's got, like, my mic quality. That's not good. But yeah, um, Hasbin Hotel is a show that I was incredibly conflicted on to start with. Because I, I don't know any specifics about it. I know people have had complaints about Haluva Boss for a long while now. And I, I don't know anything about Vizipop other than it's a name that I've heard people decry. Mm. Which says to me that there's probably some level of talent behind that because they're not immediately cancelled. Yeah. Having also watched all of Hell of a Boss as well, very much a guilty pleasure. Not as good as Has Been Hotel. Okay. Like, kind of just junk food. can be fun to consume if you're in the mood. No, that, that, it's, that it's, was excessive it's, it's, for me. Yeah. But, um, and watching various episodes of Haluva, or no, of Has Been, going into it, I felt this is an incredibly solid premise with a nicely realized world, with a great art direction that is sticking so close to a cartoon formula and how it formats its episodes that it is nauseating. <laughs> it is 
painfully like the formatting of an episode of like your my little pony friendship is magic your foster's home for imaginary friends the exact pattering of each episode to teach an overall moral lesson is so ingrained in the animation textbook of how to write an episode and it is so so hammered on with a very specific lens to it and then we got to the episode that says this uh, episode contains uh, depictions of sexual abuse. And I looked at that episode and I'm like, oh, man, people probably hate this episode. This the show became good. Yeah. That got the last stanza of that song where his voice breaks Mm-hmm. That actually like hit me. Oh no no bills. no! Like I thought that songs before were incredibly well composed, but had no place outside of the show itself. Poison is the first song that I thought this hits on every level. Yes, hundred percent agreed. People probably think it's weird representation. Probably. That, probably. That, that, that okay, pains me too. Uh huh. But. The ability to, to be able to, uh, I mean, just tell a story with that without beating around the bush or either glamorizing or kind of just kind of just 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 surface level. But no, no, just I can't remember his name. Valentino, I think. Yes, Valentino is the is one of the pimp. most fucking hateable villains. But holy oh, shit, yes. is that perfectly characterized? Yes, but he has a boss design. Oh my god, when I was like, he's a moth? He looks so cool, but he's the worst. The the, the tie-ins of how, like, the various bugs work, like, in real life work, and kind of Mm -hmm. tying that into the theming of the characters? God damn. Yes. Male spiders do indeed have it rough. Mm. Mm Mm-hmm. And just... uh... That episode freaking got me with, uh, first off, uh, Keith David. Keith David. Molasses voice. Oh, I could listen to him for hours. That character arc of commiserating in solidarity at the lowest point that you have, um... As someone who has gone through situations wherein a lot of what was said was intensely relatable, having not a it will get better, but other people are here with you, that 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 means a lot more to me to show understanding rather than sympathy. And the fact that this show that I had written off at that point as well-produced, well-animated, but ultimately um, formulaic Mm -hmm. in how it presents things, would be willing to go to give that message that would probably not land as well as simply the more positive message. That gave it my respect. And from that point on, I thought the show found its footing and managed to make itself really great. I can, I can agree in almost 
every way. Like, it's kind of the same beats. I had already, like, watched the pilot and Hell of a Boss, so I kind of came into it expecting the kind of junk food of just like, oh, yeah, this is a... It's an adult show that kind of... Adult show that kind of has just that surface level adult show humor. Like, okay, it's gonna be as yes. gruesome with all all the sex jokes, and they're not even like funny ones. It's just super, just like, oh, he said coming, ha ha. So I kind of came into it with that perspective. It's been like, okay, yeah, this will be something stupid to put on, and the music's fun. I always like the music of these shows. They, they, yes, they're still well made. They're well made. That fucking like the guitar riff in Adam's song, Hell's Forever. God, I could, I could yeah, repeat that hits hard. Yeah, it's, it's excellent. Awesome. I wish I didn't hate Adam so much. He's such a fun character to hate, though. Yeah, but every line of dialogue, I'm like, I get what you're going for. I understand it. Yes, it symbolically really works. That doesn't mean I have to like you. Please go away. I I, I can't tell if it's intentional. A huge reason I love both of these shows is they play around a lot with Abrahamic mythology in a way that most others don't do because mm-hmm. it's straight to like a sacred right. cow for most media. Mm-hmm. So there's just little things like Adam eating ribs that just, mm-hmm. oh, I love that so much. And I can't tell if he's a dick just because he never ate the apple and never learned morality mm-hmm. or if this is just how he's being portrayed and that kind of deeper symbolism was just an accident. Well, yeah, th- there's just the idea of being the first man and having that specific personality. Yeah, I don't know. Like, I don't know. There's a very clear leaning and a very clear message to it. Um, it is amazing how I really like every single character in this show, except for Charlie. I, I'm, not, I'm not quite fond of Vaggie either, but... Both, let's do, I'm not I, fond the, of her name. The goody two-shoes I, characters just being surrounded by significantly more interesting people kind of screws them over for me. No, I, I like Vaggie's conflict. I like her delivery. I I understand that she's necessarily a straight man character in only the uh, literary sense. But I think that she performs it well. Uh, who the hell is Charlie? Main character. Um, blonde. Deep black eyeshadow. You, you've seen her. Fancy red suit. The 50k video. That helps. You, you you know the one. <laughs> um, Serpentage, Serpentis is um, yes. he goes in the long line of Doctor Doofenshmirtz likes who are very good. I, I did not uh, expect to go get to the end of that show and have him be one of my favorites from it, but oh no, I saw him. And I was like, oh no, you're in the top three. You've opened your mouth, and you're right here, aren't Please, you? I, I've seen the pilot, though, and how he is in the pilot does not belie anything that he becomes later gotcha. on. Gotcha. Um, there is the issue where I know exactly what they're doing with Alistair, and it's working. I, I... I feel like such a basic bitch, but I love been, Alistair so much. I've been much. baited. He's great. He's so good. He is exactly the right level of in control that can still be caught off guard. 
and he is snide and he loves it. And I'm a sucker for that aesthetic. I'm a sucker for that kind of sound. Yeah, he's a problem. <laughs> <laughs> the little ways they play with his modulator, depending on how serious he's being, gets com caught completely off guard and it drops entirely. The fact that he does not curse until the final episode is fact, so delicious he, he to me. He makes Lucifer as well, but like how rare it is. Yes, 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 they, yes. As if the other characters are kind of bleeding off onto him. Mm -hmm. Like, I, I... 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 He's one of those manipulative characters that I almost kind of believe that he could be better, but I feel like that's kind of the point. And his characterization is just so strong that he's got the audience themselves questioning his motives. And I think that's really good. Best character for police? No, the best character is Nifty. Nifty is baby girl supreme. She is the best character. Charlie's told her to stab, so she stabbed. God, I hope, I hope that there... I'll avoid the spoilers just in case anybody cares. Although I'm shocked if you've heard about the show and haven't watched it yet. But that there is a mirror of the characters who died and who ends up where. Because that could have some juicy character stuff that I'm totally here mm -hmm. for. I'm, I'm impressed that this show got me to care about it. Beyond yeah, yeah. its music. And that's, that's really a testament of... Because we go into media so often and we already have a preconceived notion of if we are going to like it or not. In general, we have a, how much willingness am I allowing myself to give this? How critical am I going to be of this? I probably could not have been more critical of this going in, or ready to be critical. And the fact that it managed to land, and not just to an extent where I'm like, oh, that, that was okay, but the fact that it managed to win me over over time is a testament to it. And I want to congratulate everyone and congratulate them from getting actual Broadway voices into the songs. Well, what are your favorite songs? Past Poison, because Poison obviously wins. Oh, no, no, no. My favorite song is Loser Baby, like by okay. leagues. The fact that they have a version where they actually finish it on the soundtrack and it's the only one that gets that is great. Have, yeah, it, it, just kind of parroting off of your words. Having uh, watched Hell of a Boss and expected to go in and be like, okay, there's like I expecting the juxtaposition of like a traditional adult show of like, okay, between all the surface level lazy jokes, you'll have like one or two like softer, cleverer jokes or really good character moments that they're using to juxtapose with general crassness and like you can latch onto those and be able to sift through the rest of the swamp to be able to get to them yes oh what's the song um what's the title that is the uh lucifer and alistair duet uh it's, it's oh gosh the, the, the dad off song yes. yeah that's it that's it love that song 
God, but just, I, I love how so many characters are portrayed. Lucifer being just this kind of down-on-his-luck dad. Let's go, Short King! connect with his daughter. Might be my favorite interpretation of a devil that I've seen in a very long time. L little baby boy. Oh, bad boy supreme. Little baby. <laughs> Just, I, don't know, it, I care. And I'm shocked by that. Also, little things like he has a golden fiddle. Because of the song yes. the devil went down to Georgia. No, 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 I, I, no, like I know, I know, I know, I know. I popped, I popped off so hard. <laughs> Ah, oh, so good. I, I'll admit, I'm not the fondest of, like, the baseline art style. It's, it's... How do I put this? If Tumblr was an animated show, and that doesn't do a lot for me, but I think it does allow for a lot of character expression that does enhance, like, po Poison especially, just watching... Watching Angel's face kind of drift back and forth between like, oh yeah, I'll, I'll, if I embrace mm -hmm. my vices, if I embrace my shitty situation, I'll be able to cope with it. Mm -hmm. God damn, that's strong. That's so strong. No, absolutely. If if characters had less going on with their eyes, I would appreciate it. But at the same time, it's like, oh, you gave everyone sharp teeth. I could criticize that, but I would be a hypocrite. Go on. I, I, I would say to any viewers that have questioned if they want to check this out or not, I would put this under the same umbrella of the things like Undertale, Critical Role, Five Nights at Freddy's, where to not judge it based off of the fan base because the the fan base gets weird and uncomfortable and the two times i've interacted with it i've really regretted it yeah and like people who do weird sex things for it for money like whatever it's their money and their product and they choose to share it so yeah, just, I, don't, just... I don't care I, th I think there's plenty to hate about it if it's not your cup of tea. But, like, mm -hmm. hate it because of what it is and not how other people treat it, you know? Yeah. And call the music, like, well-composed. Because yeah. if not, then you're biased and you don't understand music theory, idiot. <laughs> I didn't take one music theory class in high school for you to tell me different. I, I will say, there's definitely songs that there's a oh, few yeah, too no. many. I, I think that the, the ballet demon overlord really gets screwed over just because any characterization she has is through the songs. And she just, you don't understand musicals, man. Those songs are everything. I, she just doesn't have a good character arc. It's yeah, okay to admit she's that. She's only being spent with the songs. No, it's so, no, no, no. If it were just a character arc, it would be exactly the same. Telling things through song is absolutely fine. No, but you want to have both, though. And she doesn't. And it bothers me. Because the songs are actually really catchy. All of them are really catchy. You don't have to just like her. You can go back to Cannibal Town and go, Wow. Ah, shit. I really like the aesthetic of Cannibal Town. <laughs> That's a problem to say out loud, isn't it? <laughs> 
but aesthetically it's super nice looking and everyone here is like mm. yeah that the world building, i would use this setting yeah the world building really is just it's weird but in a really good way like if you boiled down all of the shows i've ever watched to premise alone and just presented them them to me verbally this might be the one i was one of the ones i'd be most excited to watch just because it is i mean just like sinners trying to rehabilitate themselves in hell that's appealing that's fun how do you use that kind of great for one character and all right for the rest but what is the best line in the show and why is it i'm having sex with everyone God, what? <laughs> Not every one of them lands, but when, when the dark humor lands in that show, it, it does really, really well. <laughs> that line, and then the egg boys. Every time an egg boy talks, yes. I go, "I love you, egg boy. You didn't make it to heaven. It's okay." <laughs> oh, what, what was it? The, the bank systems are a myth to control the regular <laughs> population. See? Everything they say sounds weird. How was I supposed to know? Uh, it's, it, it's, it's a fun show. I don't always feel good about liking the show, but I do very much like the show. I am happy to say that I enjoy it yeah. at the end of it. Yeah. Has no tell? Maybe watch it? Yeah. Uh, Take our feedback and decide for yourself. You know what? Listen to some songs. If that appeals to yes. you, good. If that doesn't appeal to you, whatever. Um, listen to more than the ones in the first episode. Those are still good, but those are very premise songs. They they feel like pilot songs that you wrote early on. <laughs> indeed, indeed. Okay, this has been going on for. Uh... Over four hours. Shall we move four on? Four hours, 15 comments? minutes? That's A-OK. -okay. Yeah, let's hit comments. Ah, I didn't have that up. So let me grab them real quick. I went to the wrong part of YouTube Studio. It's taking longer. Sorry. Ah, uh, that's fine. We can fail. It's a longer episode. That's just how things work. That's okay. You know, life's treating you hard. Life comes at you. Life is like a hurricane. Here in Duckburg. Yeah, they got race cars, got lasers, got aeroplanes. Oh, right. This was also the top 15 one. But we didn't really have traditional stuff, so we don't have many comments this time around. So we got the one, though, that I think is just funny. Uh, from being a Nintendo, I find it funny that Duke doesn't know what Cassette Beasts is, because this podcast is actually what taught me about the game in the first place. You're welcome, everyone. You're uh, welcome. Oops. Which one? this again? Uh, this is the again. Pokemon one that wasn't that I told you had the type interactions where the plastic type melts when it gets hit by oh, fire. Oh! Right! 
Okay. Following. Alright, yes, yeah, so sorry about it. We talk about a lot of things in these episodes. And as such, things just kind of slip through the cracks sometimes. And that's just gotta, yeah, deal with it. Yeah, sometimes you shake the tree to see what falls out, and sometimes the snake falls out of the tree and you get snake bit, and sometimes you get amnesia because an apple hit you too hard in the head, and then you're like, oh no, I have amnesia. Wait, how do I know that? Who am I? What's going on? And then you go and you're dead. Question, what franchise do you think should get a Mario Party like? Thank you, Comics, for saving us in our hour of need. If they made a Hatton Hotel game, I'd kind of love that. That that would actually be really <laughs> funny. Uh, less topical, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yachts that's not just would also be like, That's, again, topical is on my mind. How could that not be a sub-game already? How could they not do that already? Is it already? No, but they do have slot car derby. Okay. Um, let's think. What would be good for a board game? Yu-Gi-Oh had one. It was shit. Yeah, Conquer's fine. Banjo is default. I'm just looking at my amiibo figures, as I usually do with these sorts of questions. Dank Rampa already has one, but I wish that they had a better one. This is a choice for me and only me, Kaiji Ultimate Survivor. Not Which is a what that is. exactly it is a gambling manga. Uh, if you saw a good game in Squid Game, it probably ripped it off. Okay, okay. Oh, you know what I'd love? I'd love a purely rhythm-based one. Can't take Hi-Fi Rush and make it party game focused. Which is kind of like half the mini games already, but really lean into it. No, no, no. Crypt of the Necro Dancer with that. Yeah. Oh, that'd be, that'd be, that that's that's a good one. I like that one. Mm -hmm. uh, if there was a new Godzilla fighting game, what type of fighting game would you want it to be, and what kaiju would you want in? I've actually played the GameCube Godzilla fighting game. It was oh, destroy all monsters melee's good yeah. shit. That one's good. Arena Fighter is a good choice. In general, um, the feel of a game like Anarchy Reigns, like, uh, shoot, what, what was that Battle Royal Rumble game? Oh, 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 I know what you're talking about. That I've already forgotten the name of, despite loving it, despite never playing it. D d mm. It's not it, brawl it, out. It's the one that was canceled, right? And that was yes, yes, it's, it's been canceled. It now yeah, no longer exists. Uh, it's not that one. Brawl out, but I, I, yeah, I, I, yeah, I've I blanked entirely. But something in the style of that, except like I would want you to go to a randomly generated city, find buildings, and like equip, rip out a building and put it on your fist, and then punch them with the top of the Empire State Building. Yes, that would feel good to me. Absolutely, 
just like traditional weapon system, but it's like, okay, here's a skyscraper, here's a bridge. Mm-hmm. Use the San Francisco bridge as like a bow and arrow. That's not how that yeah. works, but it'd be great. Yeah, but just that Anarchy Reign style of combat would really appeal to me for it. As for what monsters, I'm not a big enough kaiju fan to tell you. Yeah, Sam. Sam any of it. Sam and Pacific a lot of the... Rim stuff. I like Pacific Rim. Get some of that in there. I do like when they have weird humans in suits instead of monsters, though. When, like, friggin' Jet Jaguar just shows up, and I go, yeah, Jet Jaguar, and I have to look up if he's Ultraman or not. Mm -hmm. uh, considering the Mega Man Legacy collections have done decently well, what other series would you like to see get a collection next, Capcom or otherwise? Um... Already a good answer for this, a Rocket Knight collection was announced recently. And that is the uh, Sparkster series, which is the... Oh yes, I recognize this character. He is from Genesis and Super Nintendo. But oh, I don't know who he is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This guy, yes. Where you look at it and you go, that's the 16-bit generation. Know nothing about it. Apparently they're really fast and really good. And have not been re-released up to this point. So I am looking enthusiastically toward that. I unfortunately don't have enough of a backlog of 8-bit and 16-bit. Just wasn't my time. I'm trying to think of what I would want specifically other than the obvious. I would like a modern banjo um, two-pack that... And include Grunty's Revenge in there. That would be nice. Oh, that yeah, doesn't that. have desynced audio due to lag compensation not working in Tui. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That'd be great. With audio balancing would be fantastic. Oh, Prince of Persia. There we go. Oh, yeah. Yes. Being brought back. I'd love to see a chance to play those older games again. Those are fun. Yeah. Uh, from Psychic Paranoia, what do you feel about status effects? That's a good one, actually, because you're conditioned in so many RPGs to think that status effects do not matter on bosses, that they are just things that will not affect the boss. And then a majority of the time you see why if you can, because like Thunder Wave's not much, dude, but it's OP in single player. <laughs> like, that's just a dead Pokemon. So figuring out a proper balance for it and whether or not that's a matter of chance or not, I think I would like status effects to more have a timed hit component to them and make things stricter on bosses. So if you can do like one frame inputs, then sure, you can poison a boss for the maximum amount of time, but otherwise they'll resist it. I would prefer that to be that. And just to not have status effects that instantly invalidate a battle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But if it, like, it just completely ignore, removes the gameplay, not really great. I, I, I'm not sure Darkest Dungeon handles the status effects with boss fights. Like, you can build around them. Like, being like, okay, everyone's going to bleed, everyone's going to poison. But it's not so debilitating that you really have to, like, commit to it. That makes any sense? 
Yes, absolutely. I do like when games are clever using um, status effects and boss fights. I think that the, uh, you know, Leska boss fight in Final Fantasy X, where she puts all of your party into a permanent zombie status and you have to deal with your healing hurting you mm -hmm. and figuring out how to adapt immediately and her healing to hurt you is brilliant. And that's great. Yeah, yeah. One more from Carson. What game franchise series would you like to see an indie team tackle? I think we've been asked this before, but it's a fun topic. Yeah. Given the progression of indies probably being more of the forefront of the industry moving forward. It would be great to see an indie team tackle Crash Bandicoot now that he likely doesn't have a home. Wasn't it just that the location closed? And the... Yes, but they laid off like 76 employees from the location. Ooh. So, unlikely. Yeah, that, that's, that's just... I would like that very much. Star Tropics. I would like to see an indie team tackle Star Tropics. Oh, that's a good one. Do you know that Star Tropics doesn't have a spirit in Smash, but 13 Sentinels does? <laughs> right, because that was just added, wasn't it? Can you imagine being a Star Tropics fan? Uh, no, I, actually. Yeah, because they're not real. That's a myth. Uh, I have someone suggested in a Peasant's Perspective episode a. Uh, I can't remember the name of his game, but Takamaru in the style of Hades. Oh, yeah, Mysterious Muramasa Castle, yeah. Yeah, just kind of roguelike with various, like, samurai weapons and that kind of deal. Yeah, like, well, I tried Muramasa. that game. It's hard. It's hard to mean. What character do you think needs a gun? That is a fascinating question that I'm kind of loving, actually. Who could use a gun? Marks from Kirby. My gut reaction was K. Rule, which is stupid because he's got a blunderbuss. He has a gun. I'm picturing just a Glock. Ah. God, too many Donkey Kong characters already have guns. That doesn't work. They could, they could have more. Tarvold's a Star Tropics fan. Tarvold is a fan of a lot of series that have no hope. Okay. <laughs> So, of course he is. Uh, Meowth, like the Team Rocket version, I think he could use a gun. Only him, though. Yes, just him. Just so that James can go, Meowth, is this a fucking gun? Meowth go, no. <laughs> uh, Tails just gets sped up with everything. He probably has a gun already, too. But like an actual... That's just nine. Or nines, or whatever. Robot Ooh. Tales from Sonic Prime. Oh, okay. Sure, sure. God, don't dismiss me. Dan Habiki. He could use a gun. <laughs> I was thinking, like, Larry Butts along that same... I think that 
it would really up Dan's moveset where he does a Godoken, but he's hiding a gun in his yes. little wristband. Oh, yes. He goes, Godoken. What? Oh, 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 oh. Uh, give Yoshi one as well. That spice up the Yoshi games pretty nicely. No, just baby Wario with a gun. Just baby Wario. <laughs> what is your power? Running fast, parasol, strong, fire breath, gun. Gun. Uh, we have fun here. Do we? Yes. The only thing stronger than our exhaustion is our friendship. Danabiki becomes a cyborg. No, no, he could never afford that. <laughs> he would see Akuma get it and he would go for cyborg things and someone would just steal his kidney. For sure, for sure. You give Luma a gun. Just one Luma. I'm going to explode, and so are you. Ah, <laughs> uh, we've lost the plot. I think it's time to wrap up. No, no more. No, give me more. <laughs> okay, okay. Fucking, where's where's the comment I, I saw? What I wanted to do this comment. What character you want to see is a fighting game character. No need to justify it logically in any sense. Bluto from Popeye. He's not top tier, but he's kind of good. But you will lose. That is absolutely fine. That is A-OK -okay by me. If your stream of consciousness made a game, what would it look like? Say it's genre, theme, mechanics, etc. I will do you one better, because guess what? It's time for Design Dork Sky and Improv Theater. Duke, you are the main character of a game. Let's go. You're walking into the shop, and I am the shopkeeper. Let's go. I don't want to be here anymore. <laughs> well, hello, my friend. You've come a long way, and you look rather depressed. How can I help you this day? What it's, do you need? Sword? It's just the stresses of capitalism. Everyone's uh, getting laid off. Everything I know well sucks. about that. I see. Have you considered the idea? This is a special gun, but it doesn't shoot bullets. No, no, no. This shoots debt directly into people. You don't get the money. However, you remove the money from them. Now, this wouldn't be possible if we were still on the gold standard. However, due to the actions of Richard Milhouse Nixon, we are now able to have the U.S. dollar, which is no longer stable, to work this so you have the anti-money gun you take it you take those muns hun but it just gives death it doesn't give money it just is it is this a spite gun i can actually do with a spite gun i do a lot of a spite gun bro we're in level one we don't have time to explain all of this but you see that rich man over there? He just bought a puppy just so he could throw it into a river. That. I'm just saying. Guilt free. Take his clothes. Take his clothes. Do it. Okay. Yeah. No, I actually. Remove his clothes, you coward. <laughs> I removed the clothes. 
I will yes on you. I shoot him twice. Once in the forehead and once in the chest. Does that actually... Nice. See that man remove his clothes too. This is the tutorial now. Oh, for fuck's it's sake. about causing people to go into debt and remove their clothes. And scene. Thank you, everyone, for joining us today. <laughs> I'm the Duke of Dorks. That's Pyrrhon. We're tired. We, we have fun 